Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, for the first proper episode, because we did the annual, but the first proper episode of 2018. Matt is here. Yeah, 2018, things looking up. I haven't had a chance to be bad yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sure 2018 will make 2017 look, uh, you know, Winter Wonderland, a big comparison. Yeah, because we're, 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 you know, it's the first week. It'll take time. Yeah, it's only, it's only been, what, five, six days? We, you know, plenty, yeah. plenty of time to ruin the year quite yet. Uh, Connor's here as well, speaking of ruining things. Hey, come on, give me give me some credit. I haven't had time to ruin things yet either. <laughs> yes, but some things are a sure thing, Connor. That, that, that said, I was, uh, I was out earlier. And I got a news alert on my phone. It's one of those that, you know, just gives you the updates. It gives you the noise. Yeah, just a random and thing. it was, Donald Trump calls himself a stable genius. I'm like, what world am I living in that this is a breaking news you woke You woke up in a Black Mirror episode. That's what happened. I feel like I did. Well, A, is he having sex with a pig yet? And B, is it weird that the first thing... I mean, I know what it means, but... That's the, too easy. The, the, first thing I, the, the first thing I thought of when you said stable genius is that he's good with horses. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's just as plausible with him. Up, so, I'm just, just to know. reference a Marvel thing here, it was reminding me of, you remember that Hawkeye issue where he's like, I'm good at boats? I was just yeah. thinking Trump was saying, oh, I'm good I'm good at stables. <laughs> what if that's his thing? What if he just misses calling? He needs to be working in a stable. And this is his cry for help. You, you should be out there shoveling shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> he does that for a living. Hey, now. Ugh. We're meant to talk about comics, right? Yeah, DC politics. comics. Yeah, Detective Comics yeah, comics. 2018, this is the year that we take back saying what we want because we want to. If you don't like it, tough. Sorry. Like, you're here for comics. Ignore the rest. Like, just move on. Uh, it's mostly comics. We, we'll never get that political, but a bit of anti-Trump's okay. <laughs> a bit exactly. of anti-Trump's fine by me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, comics, and coming up on this week's show, we have the next part of the Super Sons of Tomorrow crossover with Superman number 38. we got Batman 38, Justice League 36, Green Lanterns 38, Green Arrow 36, Nightwing 36, Deathstroke 27, Batman and the Signal number 1, and Batman White Knight number 4. That is what's coming up on this week's show, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, and that's pretty much it, because there's no news this week. Uh, there's nothing else to really talk about. Uh, one little update, though, is for the show in general. We're making one little change to one particular thing that we do. Uh, up until now, we've had this little trend of the uh, fifth weeks. We've had a vote for a trade that we'll cover. Uh, last time we had the fifth week in November, we struggled really hard trying to pick like a shorter story to do and uh, what the four options would be because we actually had a really busy fifth week the whole the whole idea that the fifth week's really quiet and we have time for an extra thing mm-hmm. on top of it is kind of went away so we're actually going to phase that out and we're not going to do that uh, this month because there's a fifth week coming this month especially since metal number five moved to week five and now it's got even more on it than we did it's got the first of the new age books coming out so week five's not that quiet anymore so we're not doing that however uh Two things. One, uh, we're not going to take away your voting rights completely. Uh, me and Connor do the monthly episode, so every couple of episodes we will put a vote up for that. So you get to vote for that. Uh, so you'll still get that kind of that kind of uh, ability every so often. It's just as with. often as you get a, a fifth Wednesday anyway. Yeah, every third month maybe. I guess is I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll decide what the yeah. rules are later. We haven't ironed it out yet. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we'll never do that again on a fifth week. Uh, like because as much as yeah, okay, so we're getting like you know five annuals and prestige books this time. I mean, a fifth week later in the year might end up only having like two books, and if that happens, then sure, we'll whip, we'll whip out the vote again. And we'll that's do it again. the thing. I feel like they're they're going to consistently put out the same amount of annuals. They probably are because they might not be ones that we're reading. 
For yeah, for a while yeah. it was three guaranteed every time. Now we seem to be getting, and it's not necessarily five annuals, but we'll have like three annuals, two prestige books, and then like a non-continuity book, all hitting on yeah. like week five. Uh, and yeah, that's the thing that could happen. It could end up being three annuals that we are not reading those series of, so we might as well do it. But it's just it's just getting really hard to fit in the extra things. So uh, no vote this month. Uh, apologies. You may, if you're on the Patreon, you may have noticed that didn't go up with the rest of the votes uh, the other day when all the movie ones went up. But yeah, so. Up, update. Right. Matt, say oh. something while I take a drink. Yeah, just uh, vote when you can. Vote early, vote often. I believe that Chicago... Uh, there's a Chicago politician that said that. Vote early, vote often. I, I regret ever asking Matt to speak spontane- spontaneously. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. Done. You should you should be voting. Well, you, you yeah. should, but I, I just... <laughs> you pay? Uh, unlike where, uh, other places where voting is free and is a civic duty, you're paying for the privilege to vote. So, exercise that privilege. Right? Sure. Yes. Yeah, Just see. now you're voting in a slightly different place. Essentially. And make Connor do the worst things if you can, because... Ah, uh, see, this no. is it. I'm, 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 I'm <sighs> reining in Peter's choices. Because at the minute, on, when we do the, the movie voting, somehow we end up with, with shit, because Peter puts in a, a fun option. <laughs> Uh, look, look! It's not the end of the world. We have to review West, uh, not Westworld. I keep doing that. You yeah. did that last time. Yeah. yeah, we have to review Waterworld. It's fine. We'll get through it. It'll be you okay. You don't know, like, look. You don't have to. You were given the opportunity to. <laughs> what were the other options on, on that vote? Better things. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember, Matt. I've forgotten them all now. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I don't remember them either. Although you got a dope Dennis Hopper performance, where you're pretty sure he just did whatever he wanted, like. I'm not actually that either... upset. I'm fine. I, I I put it on there. I knew it was a possibility. I, I accept the consequences. Have either of you seen seen it before? No. I've seen enough. Oh. <laughs> I, I've seen about 20 minutes oh, and I've gone, oh, okay, no, no. Oh. oh, dear. Well, all I know is if you put the postman up, I will pay money to vote to make you guys watch that next. Yeah, that ain't water world. <laughs> That ain't happening, Matt. Uh, so, yeah, it's all romance uh, options that next one for the movies. Uh, all, the, all the voting that's up right now, so yeah, they can all be romantic. But no, no joke option in that one. No, no, no. I, since they picked the joke option last time, I made a point of not putting in a joke option this time. <laughs> you can't be trusted. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool, uh, comics. Yeah, comics. That's not comics. That's comics. Um, so yeah, it's, it's this one. Uh, so every Wednesday we get our comics and we, we use them to heat up, even, even digitally, if that's how we're reading them, which I am. True. Uh, it's true. I burned some of them. Mainly <laughs> Wait, old issues if of Red Hood. Your tablet's getting that hot, guys. Take the case off. Like, if, if you're reading comics on your tablet and it feels like a fire, you need to let that thing breathe. I'm I'm just giggling because Connor froze for about ten seconds. It looked quite funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah I noticed it. It was a bit awkward looking. Yeah. Yeah. Still is. Hey. <laughs> All right, I, I, I think that's enough small talk for, for the start of the show, so it doesn't just feel like we jumped into the books. Let's talk about books. Let's talk about Superman number thirty-eight. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason with Ed Benes and Sergio Fernandez de Villa on art. So there's a lot yeah. of names to read. <laughs> I'm so used to just one writer, one artist. Fine, that's it. Done. Yeah, uh, I got two of each this time. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I feel like Matt's going to want to like swoon and yeah, be like, let, let, let's start with oh, that. Let's, let's talk about how, how great it was. Yeah. 
Superman and some other character with an S in his chest were working together. Yeah. yeah Titans and Superman. And the, the, the fact that we get that him and John had a history, that Connor Kent and John in this future coexist, uh, that's a world I want to live in. If both Superboys have proper super family. And just the way that Tomasi and Gleason, you know, so, so things are looking rough. The Titans end up saving Superman from his red kryptonite prison, which we'll talk about that in a minute. But Connor comes uh, to Clark, and it's just like, I'm not going to fail John again. And it's just a great moment. Uh, no, it's a pretty good moment. I think what's funny about this, though, because I, I was kind of like when... Because they, they reference some of the, the teammates, and one of them says, hey, oh, you know who we are? It's like, yeah, we know who you all are. Huh. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe they're implying that this will be a Titans team huh. down the line. And I'm like, wait a minute. If this is the Titan teams with Tim, and Tim's already been a Teen Titan, and he'll be older yeah. than everyone else, that doesn't really quite work. So I'm not really sure where that's going in terms of how we fit these people into continuity later on. But... Timey-wimey. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say that. Th- things get wonky, just go with it. Oh. Yeah, it's probably going to be a crisis thing where they're going to be retconned in, whatever. I'll take it, but it was just because they were kind of teasing at it, and I'm like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, it didn't quite work, but hey ho. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it has to be teasing anything if they're an alternate future anyway. So oh, in, sure. their, yeah. in their history, so well, I just like that it's DC, whether it's Tomasi and Gleason or DC editorial going. There's room enough for all these young heroes. Like there, there can be a world where there's this Titans Justice League team, and then there's still the Titans. You know who are no longer teens, you know, judging by their it, ages. It's, it's kind of crazy that we're gonna have a, we've, got, we've got Teen Titans, mm-hmm. we've kind of we've got Super Sons already, mm-hmm. we've got Titans, and now we've got this team as well, yeah. kind of all in the same area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They don't have a book. They're from the future. They, 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 they don't have a book yet. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. hey, give it time, please. Yeah, yeah Scott Lobdell needs a second book. I, I agree. Don't you, do, oh God! If I could slap you right now, don't you dare! Don't you dare! <laughs> oh, it's so easy. Um, yeah, that was a decent issue. I, I think obviously a lot of his action. Um, yeah. I, I think the first half of it, where like the, or, or I'll say the the good set of the main Teen Titans team, and by good mm-hmm. I just mean the ones who didn't side with. Uh, with Saviour. Yeah, Starfire's uh, crew. Starfire's crew. Uh, yeah, they, they end up fighting uh, John and Damien for a little bit, and I was like, okay, we're doing the thing where they have to fight each other before they team up. Yeah. Okay, sure. But I was just... Yeah, but John, by the numbers. But John kind of ends that quick. Yeah, he's like, wait, why are we fighting? John does end it. Aqu- Aqu- Aqualad ends it. Well, yeah, but he's not... John's not fully... In, you know what I mean? Like, Damien's the one's like, oh, they're coming to get us, and John's like, okay, well, I'll help my friend. But... He's not fully in. I love the fact, though, that in order to knock out Damien, you know, that's eh, fine, but in order to, to knock out John, he needs Kid Flash's help to punch him, his own self out. I like that. It's mm. a pretty fun moment. Yeah, no, I think that was my favorite part of that whole scene, actually, was the, the little joke ending with the, 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 the knocking out, if you will, yeah. of, the, of the two of them. So, sorry, bud. Pow. It- he, he looks so dejected as he punches him in the yeah. face. He's like, all right, fine, let's do this. <laughs> well, I was just say they, they have to knock him out because Raven contracted their emotions and we can't have them aware of what's going on. So uh, another cool thing in this issue was we, we kept seeing Savior Tim like blip in and out 
because hypertime's trying to fix itself. Mm-hmm. And Bart was able to latch onto his hand. And so they follow this hand through time. Just it's disembodied and it's such an odd thing, but I loved it. Is and anyone else it still leads right back to him? Is anyone else still feeling weird that Red Kryptonite now just depowers Kryptonians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I just I don't know. It's not a big deal. It's just kind of like this is strange. Like I'm just so used That's... to this being one particular thing. And I, I, yeah, I don't know why they've made this. Pick decision. a different color. You use it if it's, it's going to be a color. Well, green, green, green kills right if you're to it close enough. You know, like it depowers him, but yeah, but it, close it, enough for long enough it'll kill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he, they couldn't do that because. So I guess Red was the next best, best guess, but why not just make it Red Sunrays and you couldn't break out? Yeah. You know, oh, if the you fact want, that if, they decided to make it. But if you want a kryptonite, kryptonite that weird. just takes away his powers, then just make a new color of kryptonite and do it. <laughs> well, and he's from the future too, right? So it's not like he used tech that was here available. Not sure. You could run yeah. something with him. Yeah, sure, but it doesn't shouldn't affect the way kryptonite is. No, no, no. no but that's but I, I'm arguing Pete's point where you could have made it another color. And it could have been synthetic red kryptonite or something, not just straight up red that's completely unstable and okay. has a different effect every time. It's just too boring to make it red and just have it take his powers. Okay. You know? Um, so Tim actually kind of goes out, I, I, I mean, no pun intended, as a savior because he kind of like, yeah. Superboy is going ultra uh, because he's upset that they're taking away from his dad. So he, he starts to like go supersonic and whatnot. And. They're dragging him away, and he starts going all you know, supernova. supernova. And basically, the the the, the explosion kind of gets becomes its own thing. It becomes like uh, its own little power source and starts to expand. So Tim decides to uh, absorb it and take it with him through the time stream to so that it will save everyone. Uh, yeah. Because comics. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, yeah. it came down to he was there to kill John, but they're like, "Well, you can't kill John. Like, you're not." We're not going to let you do this, uh, but John's going to blow up anyways. So, you know, the, he's able to separate it, which that's what they kind of did with Superman when he lost his powers for that time after the supernova. You know, the, it kind of got yeah, yeah. pulled from him. Uh, that was the whole, oh, what's his name, Ulysses arc. Uh, that's what yeah. that led to. So, you know, there's there's precedent for it and not necessarily a smart thing to do or interesting it's just one of those things where he just sort of throws out there, oh, I'm just going to absorb it and take it with me. I'm like, okay, okay, Tim, if you can do that. Could have just done that from the beginning, bro. Does he, is he going to have powers now from all this? I I don't think so. Yeah, well, he he just seems to, I mean, I kind of took this as a sacrifice that he's probably just dead now. That's what I thought. No, look at his face on that last panel, which I completely nerded out over. Oh, over his face or over the background? The, well, the background and stuff. I don't think he's dead. Eh, maybe not. No, that's the thing. He looks like, like he that. might be, but I'm assuming not because comics. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure, yeah. I mean, even if they intend this to be his death, oh. I have no doubt that someone else will just bring him back later anyway. Um, even though we don't really need him back. like I mean, it's actually kind of silly how oh. quickly we've got had him back already after his first yeah. story arc in Detective. To, to be fair... That was probably always planned as one thing, though, right? By the time that they were planning that detective arc, this would have been been planned for this. So, oh sure, well, just... and this is also not this is also not the last part. They're to be concluded next month in Super Sons. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, sure. Yes. But I, I mean, I'm, so, but we're going to see him I again think, in Super Sons next month. I think so. Okay. I don't think you leave it in tease like this with all these different moments that are key in in continuity. I mean, you look through these back panels and there's stuff from Identity Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, you got them holding uh, Supergirl. Zero Hour. You got Rebirth. You got uh-huh. various things. Uh, it's interesting because if you look at the uh, like the, the first travel through time, you know where where the Titans yeah. are following him with the hand. Those are, I think, mostly, if not all, uh, just the moments with this version of Tim that we've had yeah. recently. Yep. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's all this continuity. Yeah, the first yeah. one time you see it, uh, and then this one at the end is all the the extra stuff. All oh the, yeah, the, and uh, final traces is in there as well. Only well, you also got uh, brightest day. If you look at the hawks, and ah, Red yeah, Man. I see that. Yeah, brightest day is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so a... there are all these major moments that that had happened, uh, and so I just think like with that look on his face, it to me looks like a smile, and that might just be, you know. Oh, the it definitely art. looks like a smile. And yeah. I think there's ways of reading it. Is he seeing all this and going, "Oh yeah, look, yeah. you know, history is intact." It's fixed. Or, yeah. Or or is it more, uh, "Oh, I went out, you know, I went out doing something good." Smile. Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. It's a bit unclear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if I'm interpreting it, well, it's one way I'd interpret it. I mean, like again, I have no idea which way to go with it, but uh, it's that he's seeing all these different timelines and he's sort of realizing that. Their history's already been messed with, so that it's still to be fixed anyway, kind of thing. Like, like, right. not not the way it didn't matter, but just the the idea that oh, there's actually way more things that are going to be fixed beyond what I just did. Yeah. Like, there's there's more things like that's going to make the the, the world better than, than just. Yeah. Well, like, it's like time has a sense of fixing itself, which on a meta level is the you know writers and editorial going back and retconning things. And that's basically what he tried to do, right? He tried to retcon Superboy. And that's what most so of these stories were seen. At, look, at, at, a, and all this stuff in the background, most of these stories are retconning yeah. things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, I read it on that meta level, and I, so I got to that last page. I mean, maybe that's the and point. Maybe just, I maybe, projected my smile. Yeah, but maybe that's, the, maybe that's the, uh, the writing saying, hey, he, they're, they're putting him on the same pedestal of all these yeah. other moments where he's affected the past. He's retconned yep. something. So he, he now belongs in the pantheon mm-hmm. with all these. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, I've enjoyed this crossover. I don't think I'd put yeah. it on the same level as anything that's it's, in it's the background. Nice no, idea, not, none of those. But... Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you just look at all of these other moments and they are about sacrifice if I'm looking at some of them. I mean, Identity Crisis, not so much. But, you know, Crisis with both Supergirl and Barry. Yeah, but they're not all because obviously you have the, the Barry and Wally reuniting and Rebirth. And stuff yeah. Like that stuff. Sacrifice, no, but you're also looking at parallax with uh, zero hour, and that's how you know he at one point ignites the sun or yeah. reignites the sun. That was the death of Hal Jordan that gave way to Kyle Rayner. So it, it's almost like these are passing of the torch moments or reigniting the torch, if you will. And that's again why I love DC or all these type of things and that that sense of history and legacy. Uh, and if Tim can go back and alter that. Like Pete was saying, then you know he's reached his purpose. He's done what he needs to do. So yeah, maybe we don't need any more room. Just, just sorry. While we're on this page, this has got the credits on. Didn't you mention like two artists? I did. Yeah. Why well, was it yeah. here? Just, just, just one on pencil. Sergio Davila. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you got the wrong. 
issue. Uh, no, it's not, no, it's not the wrong issue. It's just Comixology having the wrong information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happens every so often, but it does have extra names or whatever. We'll we'll write that. We'll not write it, but you know what I mean. Fix it. How do we fix it? What do we do? Contact Comixology. I mean, to be fair, maybe we should submit a thing. Hey, look, credit the right people. (laughs) This guy credit. Yeah, he draws a great Connor. It it was funny because when you mentioned two, I was I was going, oh, I never noticed there was two artists, and I was flicking through, going to go. Can I see where the changes? Because usually I can notice them if, at least, if I'm looking for it, I can see the difference. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going. I can't spot this. And obviously, flicking through, I'm, I'm finally on the last page. Going, oh, that's because it's just one guy. Okay, <laughs> I just copy it off Comicsology. That's I, all I, I do. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> just credit, I will fact check it doing. as I'm going. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 Comicsology should. Do better though. Uh, uh, yeah, this was a pretty fun issue. I don't, um, I don't think I love it. Like, I think, I think it's a fun issue. I, I like there's some nice moments in there. There's some teases of continuity stuff. I don't think I'm as over the moon with it as Matt's obviously is. Well, yeah, this is. I'm biased though. Like, this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. So, no, I, I like it a lot. I like the last page a lot, and I like the the back half of the issue as well. You know, more yeah. once the tit- the the, yeah. the, other, the other Titans come back. The, the first time it's, it's it's fine it's it's nothing wrong with it but it doesn't get it doesn't excite me I think I think the the crossover as a whole so far obviously we don't have the final issue yet but the crossover mm-hmm. as a whole because I assume most of the next issue is going to be the older Titans from the future interacting and sort of like just yeah. sort of almost clearing up the those because well, and... now how do they get back because they followed him through hyper time so no that's a good point they, they, they followed him through the them? hand does it does yeah, it fix them automatically like it was trying to do with Tim like the whole time? Uh, if not, then they'll think of a way of doing it by the end of this year. <laughs> I'm even better to just stick around. Yeah, what Connor said, please. Uh, no, that's not happening. So, yeah, so, so the, the, the crossover as a whole so far, I think, I think it's been very good. I think it's been kind of late on... Uh, like, like, I feel like it's kind of a, a thin action plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, where, okay, so they, they came up with this thing where, okay, Superboy's going to explode one day, and Future Tim wants to stop that from happening. But, like, we never even had a hint of that before now. Like, that was just something no. that came up because he mentioned it when he came back. So It, it almost makes me wonder if the Lonely Place of Living was planned first, and Tomas is like, oh, I can use a oh, Future think it, Tim. Yeah, I think it was. I, I don't think you this was I mean? the purpose for him. I think yeah. this is essentially a filler crossover. It's a really fun filler crossover. I think it's a solid yeah. read filler crossover, but I think it's filler ultimately. Oh, it is. This is this is um, your, your your summer blockbuster essentially. Yeah, but I, I don't think. I mean, maybe it'll have some lasting impact for the Titans and Superboy, but I, I don't think it's a. You know, well, it doesn't feel like a big important thing that's happening. It's just a fun little romp. That's yeah, no, but, but it added that schism between them, the ones that wanted to help. You know, Beast Boy and Raven. Yeah, I think the savior. concern is, does that just get brushed over really quickly? I don't think yeah, so, because the next issue of Teen Titans, it looks like they're all leaving the tower. Like, the cover, I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. No, yeah. that's good. So, and obviously now John knows he has this power, which is new. So there's a you know there's a change there. Yeah, is just for him permanent. to manage it. Get, give him know. a few character things yeah, for the next little few arcs or whatever, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, that was a fun read. Um, yeah, me too. Yep. Okay. And the art, uh, which we briefly mentioned uh, over the comicsology hiccup, but I 
I thought, I thought it, was, it wasn't as good as Jimenez when the, the start of the crossover, but it was no, no it was solid though, it's and it, it, it it did its job more than well enough. Yeah, I, I would concur with that. Uh, I guess we'll move on uh, to Batman number thirty-eight, which is a Tom King rating and Travis Moore uh, on art. Uh, so oh, this is a one. This is a one and done story. Yeah, uh, I mean we might, so, we might get. So- we may get characters from it popping up again later, admittedly, but in terms of the story yeah, so, itself, it's a one and done. I wonder how King's Brain works. Was was it like, oh, okay, well, I want to tell this date night story with Superman and Batman. And then, you know, I want to use, uh, that was Man on Heart, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I want to use Man, and then I want to use Joel Jones, but was the timing off, and that's why he just... I think that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, they needed. They like, yeah. okay, those issues aren't going to be ready for that. So let's well, get. Then, oh, you know, it, it wasn't even. It's not even worth speculating. They actually flat out said that Jill Jones needed yeah. more time. So they. This was an issue that was coming up later, but they pushed it forward to give her more time for her okay. issues. Because if he just whipped this up as a filler issue, then he might be the greatest writer alive. <laughs> just. <laughs> Because nah, this was head. Nah, yeah. No, Matt, this was a this was a planned issue okay. for later. Because uh, Jell Jones is doing the Wonder Woman part uh, part of the Super Friends uh, uh-huh. story, which is the next two. Well, issues, this is already gonna. This will probably play into something coming down the road. Then. Oh yeah, you probably. Know, yeah, just it, like because Morrison was famous for doing stuff like this, and then you know just leaving them as seeds for other people uh, yeah. to pick up on. But if 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 that's what this is, then holy crap! But it if this funny. is for him telling his story, I think, I think it's cool that he seeded it right now. So yeah. we'll forget about it a little bit, and then when it pops back up, we'll have this. As I a mean, reference. it was probably going to be in advance of whatever it was setting up anyway. It doesn't feel like it's going to lead, str- you know, it was going to lead straight into yeah. something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels like it's not over. Maybe it's planting some seeds. Joe, Joe, obviously we'll talk about the main plot of this issue, but the first thing I want to talk about actually is I kind of like this. Just that this idea, this status quo, where Selena's just living at the mansion and she's mm-hmm. around whilst he's doing things, and she's like, you know, lying next to him in bed while he's obsessing over the case. I, I like this idea that we're like, okay, now I don't know what they're going to do with the wedding. I don't know if they're actually going to go completely go through with it if something's not going to go wrong, and we're actually going to have the the Nothing marriage status ever quo. Bad has ever happened at a superhero wedding. No, no, I nothing. You can of course. quote me on that. Nothing but, ever bad. But what I'm saying is, is right now is we're not entirely sure if we're going to get this status quo where he's going to be a married superhero for a while or a long time or ever, right? That's the so, thing. But what what We've I like this. But what like, I like about that's... this is that it's setting up what it's going to be like if that does happen because it's the idea mm-hmm. that she's there, she's there eating dinner while he's obsessing over the case. She's lying next to him in bed while he's obsessing over the case, and. She's there at the end of the night when he comes home after he's solved it, and he's just completely destroyed by what he's discovered and what he's found out. And it's just this look this year. But she's not actually part of the plot. She's just she's around like Alfred. She's just kind of there. And I'm sure yeah. some plot she'll be more involved, but some she won't be. And that's yeah. okay. And that's what we might get in, yeah. in stories yeah, like this. She's to him by himself with Alfred, him being able to brood. But now he has someone else there, and it and it throws out that off balance a little bit. Like her just being in the frame. As he storms off from the dinner table, you know, because he's he's bothered by what's going on. Yeah, like, and you've you've got Alfred making catty remarks. You've got an actual cat course. woman there, <laughs> like so. You know, he's just he's surrounded by cats. Yeah, sassy Alfred. I love sassy Alfred. Who doesn't? 
Yeah. No one doesn't love Sassy Alfred. Uh, so the plot of this one is that there's a kid who's obsessed with Bruce Wayne. Uh, he even has his butler referred to... He's a, he's a rich kid, obviously. He even has his butler right. referred to him as Master Bruce, even though his name's not Bruce. And his parents die, right. and he gets... He, he makes sure he gets in touch with Bruce Wayne, and Bruce like, comes and talks to him, he obviously, as Bruce would do, to try and comfort him, because I don't know what you're going through, I've been through this. Yeah. And he's like, does this get any easier? And he sort of try to track down who's killed the parents, and it, it leads to Zaz, and it hasn't quite add up, because he couldn't get out of his cell. And then there's another... Right. like double killing and it's like oh there's a hint here that maybe it's Two-Face maybe not but there's, there's these that clues does not yeah it's like, all these little detective quite clues quite literally he, yeah. he, he analyses the, the, the letter that Zaz got he analyses the the, 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 the time that the, the bodies were sort of because they're in like clock hand formation and yeah. he analysed all this and he oh, by the way Dennis O'Neill Avenue I just want to point out the, the reference there big again I like when they do it more uh, on on the sly yeah. you know because like he actually said this out just, loud or, you know what I mean, yeah. in, in a speech bubble. He actually referenced it in the text. I'm not going to lie, that really annoyed me because it didn't work. In the, Not yeah. not not, not the, the name, the name's fine, but the whole point of that sentence was, oh, it's backwards, but he had to move the S on deeds to the other end of the word, and I'm like, what, yeah. what? <laughs> that's just cheating. <laughs> that That's, the, yeah, okay, fair. Um, but the ultimate twist here is that this kid was so obsessed with Bruce Wayne, he killed his own parents. Mm-hmm. Or had his butler kill his parents. I don't know if it's never clear exactly whose hand was the, the, the killing blow, per se. But he, he had his, his butler do it, or he did it himself. Um, and did these other crimes to lead Batman on the the, the, you know, the other paths. Uh, and Bruce ultimately realises this is a childish game and realises who it is. Um, and then this kid idolizes Bruce Wayne yeah. in this this weird way. That, that's what I mean because the, the start of the issue and the end of the issue both end with a very similar scene of him coming home and seeing yeah. Selina. But the second time at the end, he just looks destroyed. And this kid's a complete raving little lunatic. Uh, it's a dark little one-off story. <laughs> that's what it is. So I, I like to yeah. think you know because you see this kid at the end and he's carved Thomas and Martha onto his cheeks, right? Yeah, and he scratched, scratched out, out, out of the grave. Of the grave. Yeah, it's on the gravestones, yeah. yeah. I'd like to think this is the Snyder's origin for Batman. Scott, or not Scott Snyder, but Zack Snyder. Oh, oh, oh okay. right, okay. Yeah, I had to, I forgot I had to clarify because of, of the Snyder's, you know. Uh, but yeah, because he's just obsessed with dead parents, even more so. And I like that commentary towards the end here where, you know, you're not Bruce Wayne. You're a sick kid with dead parents. And that's been the entire arc thus far with King, you know, oh, of, yeah. of who is Batman. And yeah, because the, yeah. the, the kid says back to him, but what, what, what else is Bruce Wayne if not that? Yep. And so I'm just like, God damn it. By, by shining a light on the flaws of Batman, especially for me, I'm just like, yeah, take the piss out of him. This is great. <laughs> but then it hits, it resonates on a separate level too of, Bruce is struggling with this, you know, like right, because yeah. like you say that that question is ultimately the point of King's Run. You know, what else mm-hmm. is Bruce Wayne? Not you know, yeah, beyond just Batman. What is he? Who is he? Yeah, because at the beginning you had Gotham and Gotham Girl, you know, inspired by Batman, you know, to help Gotham, yeah. and now you have this kid inspired by Bruce Wayne, you know. So it's both of his personas, and what they inspired. One is something really good, you know, despite Gotham taking it too far. And then you have this kid, 
who's you know ultimately taking it and corrupting it. No, I like it again. The idea that King's runs about because typically Batman is Batman and Bruce Wayne is essentially just a mask. He doesn't exist. He's just a, a facade for when he's out of the costume. And the idea here we've got a Batman who's late in his career who's starting to like question things and starting to look at his life and say, yeah. "Well, what am I if I'm not in this bat suit?" I've got this family of characters now who also do this. I've, I've got Dick. Yeah. I've got Damien. I've got Barbara. All these people. And it, it's it's ultimately why he's gonna game with Selena. It's like, well, uh-huh. because he's thinking about this and going, yeah, but without the just the suit, what what have, what have I got? Because if he doesn't get killed doing the job, one day he'll be old. And what is he when he's old? Because he can't do well, this anymore. We've already seen that, right? In the annual. Oh sure, well, yeah, right? we have now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah, and so that I mean, it just plays into that. And oh man, yeah, God damn it, I'm loving this run. This is superseding Morrison's run, you know, which I just loved because of its pulpy superheroiness, and this is on a different level. Yeah, like, I, think, like, I find it funny that you love that so much, given that that is perpetuating the idea of Bat God. Well, it's it's not destabilizing it, but it's deconstructing the Bat God mythos, you know. Yeah. So with Batman and Son, and then Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul, and and all that stuff, which. Up till now, Resurrection of Razal is my favorite Batman story, bar none. And then this, you know, some of these stories, I think War of Jokes and Riddles is, has blown that one out of the water, mostly because of Kite Man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, just because of that little interlude there. Like, it's, it's this big action story and Batman struggling with what to do. No, I, I'm digging King's run. It's, it's kind of, it keeps building, yeah. it keeps getting better. It's, it's, it feels like, I'd say it's more consistent, but it's also more consistent in a sense that it keeps rising as well. And I think, mm-hmm. I love Morrison's run, but there are parts of Morrison's run that I don't like that much. Oh. I, I don't like Batman Inc. Yeah. that much. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, Snyder, I thought, started really strong, but went downhill. So I feel like, yeah, out of those three being the sort of the three, it's kind of funny to think Definitive. where you can you can go back yeah. over a decade in Batman comics in three runs. It's King can, to yeah. Snyder, then Morrison, more or less. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, yeah, you had, uh, it was on Batman when Snyder was on Detective. Detective. Like it was uh, 20 S Daniel, because they swapped when the New 52 started. Yeah. And Daniel switched yeah, to Detective. Yeah, so that wasn't, yeah, that not wasn't particularly special. memorable. Yeah, but it, I mean, like I said, that that was Wells Batman and Robin was running, so it was still Morrison's yeah. Batman run at the time. It just wasn't on the main book. That was the primary book. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you've often had that, you know side things, like you had you know the the Deany, uh, you know, uh, was it the, mm-hmm. the streets of Gotham? Streets of Gotham. Streets of Gotham. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good little run. I thought. I like yeah, that. I like I like that stuff. That was a nice little complimentary. You know, Wells Morrison's doing his crazy stuff. Here's some more just sort of nice, good old fashioned Batman stories. Yeah, yeah and. Yeah, it was like, okay, so you've got the the main run that's, you know, defining the time, which obviously at that point was Morrison. But his other stuff's going on around it, and it's the same happening here where, okay, no, King's run is the one that's defining the current period of Batman. In a way, but at the same time, I feel like Detective's doing this really good job of defining it in a completely different way. Well, look, Detective's defining the family. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Defining Gotham. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just I'm, what I'm saying is though is I think Detective right now compared to King's Batman is way more on a pedestal compared to anything that was going on during Morrison's run or Snyder's run. Oh yeah, probably. You know, like sure, people like Tomasi's Batman and Robin. People uh, enjoyed the Streets of Gotham uh, whilst Morrison was yeah. doing his thing. But I was gonna argue with you on it, but then when I think about it, there's stuff that happened in tech since since Rebirth 
that you're going to point back and go, like I just did with Resurrection of Razal Ghul, like, God, that was such a good story, and it resonated so well. Yeah. Whereas Honestly, you don't do that so much with, with the owls and stuff was cool, like, and I liked it, but I feel like we don't even deal with that now. You know, oh, yeah, like, I mean, the, the history of the Owls pops up because, you know, there was a little bit of the Owls in the start of the mm-hmm. Nightwing rebirth run. and Yeah. So they're, they're, they're a part of the canon. They're a part, they're, they're a part of the they're world. They're just a thing yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, they're not... It's not like this Clayface stuff, right, from Tech. We're going to go back and go, you remember that time that he tried to rehab Clayface and, and it played with our emotions? And it'll probably be the defining Clayface moment for the next, you know, 10 years, let's say. That, that type of stuff, I, I get what Pete's saying. Actually, I don't think like thinking about it. I, I don't. This is the. I don't think there's a time when I've been reading comics where both Batman and Detective have both been this great at the same time. Working. Yeah. You know, like Batman wasn't that great when Snyder was on Detective and doing that great Black Mirror stuff. Um, no. And when Snyder's run was doing well, Detective wasn't that great. And it's funny because when Snyder's run was starting to go downhill for me, that's when you get a little bit of the yeah. uh, the Manipal Detective, which was a, was yeah. better. Yeah, that had a couple of real nice arcs. Yeah, it wasn't a long run, but it was there. And then, yeah, but, but now from Rebirth, like, both runs have just been kind of hitting. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see. And if King is going for 100 issues, he'll probably long li- outlive the, the current tech run and we'll have yeah. someone else new in tech for the next yeah, while. And this, this is a guy that I think it's cool, too, that he started on Grayson, you know? like It was just dipping his toes he, in the water. He was just... Yeah, you know, and then... Because he was co-writing like, that yeah, with Sealy. He was like, okay, I'll do a yeah. co-writing job with someone. Just yeah. sort of get used to the and world. Then, I, I remember when you know we we watched that rebirth panel, and yeah, you know, okay, okay, King. King, King's on Banner. Okay, I know who he is, the real Grayson, yeah. but mm. is he ready for the big leagues? Is he ready for Batman? Uh, you know, <laughs> to, to, you know, take well, that bug. And in the first six months, I was like, absolutely not. But since then, you know, yeah, I, I, 2017 I think really, really was his year. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think it's funny that check out the that, annual when that. when that announcement came. We were like, okay, Tinian on on Detective. Okay, I see. That That's sense. going to be the the flagship. We're we're you know we're switching back to Detective as the flagship of the. Well, two. that's the thing. Even, even Tinian on Detective, I remember feeling like, okay, that should be okay. But at the same time, like up until that point, he hadn't really blown me away with anything. No, he he no, he obvious, but it was clearly but, the, the more established. But the fact that we were getting. Stephanie Brown and, uh, and <laughs> oh, Cassandra. there was reasons to be excited, Matt. I'm not saying there like, wasn't. I just you know. no, no, no. I remember Pete going, "Wait, both? Did I read that right? We're getting both of the former Batgirls." Like, <laughs> you know, that was enough to make you go, "Well, yeah, def- day one, like we're going." Yeah, as if I would never try a new detective run, no matter who. Even Scott Lobdell, I'll try an issue and see how terrible uh, it is before you're a brave I. Man. Yeah. Right into the shredder that goes. I don't care. <laughs> Take the staples out first. And that, feed that, the that, that's what I burn for heat. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even give it the dignity. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, it was pretty good. And this Batman issue, just to get back to more on topic. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's that's obviously not an artist we've had on Batman. Uh, obviously, clearly a one one and done artist. I have to say it won't be back, but certainly it's fine. not one of the. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the sort of dark tone it had, particularly when mm-hmm. Batman was talking to Gordon. I felt like the, the sort of the somber mood of talking about these these murders was kind of in the art. It was there. Yeah, I really Question. liked how in in uh, in his home in the manor, mm-hmm. it was always really warm and it really brightly lit, yeah. and it was you know nice and homely. But as soon as he's outside or anywhere else, it's just you know it's got this 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 shade to it. 
Yeah, it's no, a nice touch. I, th- I think uh, it played with the framing quite a bit. I like the the close ups that were being used uh, in a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just it was, it was framed in a very cinematic kind of way because that, that page with Gordon when it's intercutting between him and the uh, and the murders, like it was, all of the, the framing, it's very anamorphic movie framing. So it's almost no, exactly that. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very Fincher. Oh yeah, I can see that. Right. Yeah, even okay. even just the way you feel like uh, it actually almost was at one shot. Again, if you compare it to a movie, yeah. you start off in a wide shot of Gordon, and then the next panel you're into a close up, yep. and then the next one you're into a really extreme close up of his mustache mm-hmm. almost. But it's yeah. idea it's getting closer to where he's talking. Like you're, you're getting towards the sound, you're being drawn into the scene. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very effective. So uh, one thing I did find particularly weird is while uh, Batman's in Arkham, what, why is his cow blue? Do you know? I, I don't have a. Well, yeah. actually, no, I do have maybe kind of a thing. Because if you look at the page before that, and he's standing in the room with the, the, the murders, and you've got the orange glow outside, and he's got like a, a fair bit of orange glow on his thing, I'm going to defend the, the slightly blue cape and cowl in Arkham because it looks like he's in fluorescent writing. Uh, light, light, sorry, not writing. Yeah. Lighting, sorry. Uh, and again, going, going back to sort of movie rules with uh, colour and lighting. Uh, you look really Those blue or orange, sites. depending yeah. on. No, I, I get that. It's just I can see like a light against him still, like a, a more natural light. So it seems really weird that he's so blue to me. Uh, no, I, I felt see, right. Like, it felt so moody. Like I didn't notice it until you just said something. I don't know. If I, uh, yeah, it really, it if, really drove because I think like that's pretty much right. the first time we see Batman in the issue because you, you have, he's on the page yeah. before, but he's in the shadow. I don't and know if I'd say that's a natural that light, though, in that, in that scene, because you see it on oh. Zaz as well, and he looks kind of blue, too. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got a blue tone on everything in that page. Yeah, I mean, not the, the light coming down from the top. Uh, and on that page, I agree that, that, that it's kind of got that almost purpley glow. But on the, the next page, where the lights are coming from the side, where you can kind of see the ways where, where the way Batman's lit much more clearly, it, it, does, it doesn't seem like it should be that blue. That's just his perspective, because yeah, maybe because in a real life setting in that room, the light would still look white, but everything it hits would look slightly blue. Especially again, if you're going back to filmmaking, like on camera, everything. No, would look I, blue. I get it. It's just the way he stood that it, it doesn't seem right to me. Guys, I have an important question here. That's yeah. beyond colors. How do you prefer your Zaz? Do you prefer tally marks or do you just like the random cuts? Um, I like the tally marks. I, I, I'm down for the tally marks. I like yeah. the tally marks. Yeah. Uh, I do like the deranged, sort of erratic nature of just the random cuts, but I do prefer the tally marks yeah. overall. Okay. It, 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 I'm not adds, saying it's wrong. It adds um, to the count a bit more, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's keeping score. Here, it's just kind of like he's a cutter and it makes him feel better for killing people. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just to go back to this I blue like, thing, not, not to argue about whether it should be blue, just it did make me, when I read, no, when I read this, right, and I saw this, the, the blue tinge here on these pages, I was yeah. like, you know what? I wouldn't mind a return to a, a dark blue cape and cowl permanently if they want to go down that route for a while. I'd be okay I with d- that. I did find it particularly amusing that I was going, oh, that's really blue. And then two pages later, we're talking about Dennis O'Neill Avenue. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's I, a very good point. So does he wear the, the blue cowl at the wedding? <laughs> that is just cowl. <laughs> does, does he have a dress cowl? Yeah. It's... It, but does he have like a little sort of bat bow tie that's just like a little bat? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I hope so. Oh, dear. If he doesn't, I'm going to be very angry. 
Anyways, yeah, yeah no, that was a really good issue. I even I even tweeted at Tom King, which I've tried not to do, just so he doesn't think I'm some weird stalker. About how how it was. He knows you're a stalker. I, I know, and that's what I have to know because he he liked the tweet, but it was just basically like he continues to tell these unconventional stories that are just great, you know, for Batman, like because. I kind of had a feeling from the start it was a kid because that was kind of the point. It was called the origin of Bruce Wayne, you yeah, know. And see uh, the kid on the first page. Yeah, and you kind of have that feeling the whole time, but you go through it, and then when you find out, like, it's not the point that the kid's doing the killing; it's why. And yeah. then it started to remind me of Hush, and I was like, oh, I would love a Tom King Hush, and not not the story Hush, the character Hush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where. Where this is a guy that's so obsessed with Bruce Wayne because he got with the life he wanted, and and you add some of the espionage stuff into there mm. that King can mm. do. This oh is, man! Like this this story is it's a, a what could have been you know if if yeah. okay he didn't channel it into Batman what what mm. what was a another possibility as a result yeah. of losing the parents, and you know yeah. you see okay it could have been much worse. Yeah. Actually, t- well. I'll debate that just slightly in that the kid himself killed the parents, so it wasn't like yeah. a... Because he wanted to. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's yeah. fair. Also, it wasn't it... lost on me that the kid's name is Matthew, either. So, he does listen. King is listening. He's talking to me through comics, guys. Yeah, Matt, you're a psychopath. Yes, yes yeah. I, I, I think <laughs> we need to limit Matt's... Um, the, the amount of King things Matt's allowed to read. Yeah, that may be. No, that you're not matter. taking Mr. Miracle from me. That okay? may be a thing. I struggled with liking that book. I earned liking that book. You can't have it. <laughs> All right. I Dark is. He, he had to work Son hard to, 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 to I like did. that. I did. All right. Uh, actually, oh. just before we move on to the next book, can I just uh, mention uh, most of the books this week digitally had like a little preview for damage at the back. Um, yeah. I kind of like the look of this. I mean, obviously, Vendetta is writing it, it, so I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be too excited about it, but uh, just the art from Tony Daniel. Uh, I'm digging the look of damage. DC's I big Hulk. It, yeah, I kind of, I get to that first page of, oh, okay, we're on the, we're on the preview now, and then okay, yeah. issues closed. I always swipe to the yeah, end. I need, I need to complete. Uh, I need to complete the bar. I, I just I just mark as red. <laughs> I do that too, Pete. If I see an undone bar, oh, no, even no, if no, I don't finish reading it, I, I mark it as I red, so to... so that, so it it's so it the, the the bar's not there. Wait, on oh. comics, of the bar stays for me if it's uh. Well, yeah, yeah, but it stays full, doesn't it? Ah, it stays full. Yes, yeah, it's a full green bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird conversation you'd be having. Uh, no, that's good. Uh, All right, what's next? A couple of big, couple of big page spreads. Good action, but looks of it. I'm actually eager to try out, which I think is next week actually, I'll, tell, I'll know that at the end when I check what's coming next week and tell everyone but uh, that's cool, uh, so I guess we'll move on uh, to Justice League number 36, talking about deconstructing things, uh, Christopher Priest right. writing Pete Woods on art still uh, so at least so far, that's three issues in a row with Pete Woods, so it appears that they've maybe got this worked out so that we've got one artist for the whole arc Yeah, because I feel like if we're going to swap them it would be after two if it was going to be mid-arc. I could be wrong, but I just got, soon, got a feeling. Soon find out. Yeah, yeah we'll soon find I, out. I'm not going to lie, I laughed very early on in this issue. Uh, was it when Batman comes to the, the Watchtower and he's like, update, and Jessica's like, we suck, update over. Oh, no, no, no. no m- <laughs> m- m- much earlier than that. Okay. It was the, you said the third page 
So you have the other the, the page at the start with the the hearing. And then you have the, 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 the double page spread of the, the Batman stuff. Evil Batman killing the, the judge. Yeah. And then you have a Wait, full which... page spread on the title page of Dick. And and I remember distinctly on the last issue we were going, oh, yep. as long as we keep Priest away from Dick. Oh, yeah, I love this as well. Yeah. I did the same. And I was like, boom, he's like, but jo- he doesn't treat him poorly. Oh, no, he so... doesn't. But no. here, 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 this is the thing. It didn't click with me immediately. I turned the page and went, oh, hey, Dick. And then about two seconds later, I went, oh, wait, no, Dick. <laughs> I went, I, I so saw a big to see Dick. Dick. I went, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily, it didn't go to a bad place. Uh, so it starts with all this hearing, and I think with this Justice League story... <laughs> Sorry, I just... Matt's cracked up that one. Was it when I said I it didn't go to a bad place? Is that what you're laughing at? No, that, and then Connor before saying he turned the pages on Big Massive Dick. <laughs> I just... Sometimes I'm 12 years old, guys, and I can't, I can't help it. Like, <sighs> and not only that, the, the the actual image of Dick on this page, uh, he's yeah. sort of like he's he's coming right at the camera, as it were. So you've it's got engorged, you you've got say. a big giant Dick coming right at you on this uh, page. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what this this arc's really doing? It's really questioning the idea of the Justice League and the moral center of it, and you know, at what point are they interfering with the affairs of the world, yeah. and at what point are they impeding justice? At which In- point are they operating outside of the law? Like they're really playing with this idea, or Priest is really playing with this idea, and I, I'm liking yeah. it. Yeah, Batman vs Superman rant warning right now. Three, two, one. Uh, in three issues. Priest has already done a better job at setting this up than Snyder did throughout Batman vs Superman. Because well, I feel Zach that's how we're supposed to right? feel about <laughs> Superman. I, I swear, if it wasn't for the fact that no one will get it, I would probably call this episode "Crisis on Infinite Snyder's." Uh, yeah. With the, the Snyder confusion, yeah, but yes, right? yeah. But so yeah. it's set up, and everything feels earned because we've seen the you know Batman messing up the wrong city. That led to the death of the nun, and then they go and they steal Wonder Woman's sword back, even though it's evidence. Like they're actively breaking the law at that yeah. point. And then adding you know, in this whole this judge who's speaking out against yeah. them, to, you know, Superman's at this hearing, and then yeah. the judge shows up dead. Someone dressed as Batman kills her with a batarang in the forehead. Uh, super dark yeah, stuff. Pretty awesome. And it kind of makes Batman kind of you know. That's his whole conversation with Dick. He's, he's kind of worried about you know what he's inspiring here, which kind of ties into that issue of Batman in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. And he, like even he, he's in super like he's tiptoeing now. He's he's like, really worried about crossing lines. So this whole crisis that happens in this issue, where this submarine is you know it's, it's causing trouble in the water. Aquaman's not happy, but it's not in international waters. It's in Chinese water, uh, and the like. Oh, we want to like intervene, but no, no. Technically, this is the China's call. This is not our call to make. This is yeah. We we can ask them and you know see if we can get permission. But yeah. Without it, yeah, not not much we can do. Yeah. And then of yeah. course, like yeah, but I can get the the the, the whales and the fish to kind of like move it. You know, a few few miles that way and then it's in international waters and then we can say okay but you're bending the rules yeah. here and it becomes this dispute where Batman's trying to talk them out of it over the comms and Aquaman's yeah. like no we're doing this I, and- I love that Bruce is just standing there with a cup of coffee as well during all this yeah. oh yeah uh, and Simon's on Aquaman's side Simon's like really gun ho and wants to you know get get in there he doesn't care mm-hmm. about the 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 fallout of this necessarily uh, where Superman's been more diplomatic, he's more in the middle. He's like, no, technically he's right. And then at which point are we crossing the line? There's a lot of this this debate going on. Uh, obviously, and again, 
credit to Priest. We've got a good sort of moral debate, a good core of the story that's going on. We have fun big action stuff going on. And then on top of that, there are some really genuinely funny moments. I mentioned the one with Jessica. The other one, of course, is mm-hmm. that when they're talking about... Uh, they have that moment where it's like, hey, we're on this plan, you know, past Batman. And they all kind of look at each other and go, basically, no. And it's like, hey, this thing with the boss is bad, right? And... Afterwards, when we're debating this, he's like, "Hey, we've got a problem right now. Superman, you should talk to him." He's like, "Why me?" It's like, "Cause you know him best." And because Baz is like speaking so much sense, Superman's like, "Hey, we should get to know each other. You seem pretty good. Well, yeah. Let's grab lunch." And then throughout the rest of the page, like the, the the conversation keeps going on, but Simon just like, "Wait, did he just ask me to go to lunch?" Like, I'm having lunch yeah. with Superman. Yeah, it, it just kind of ends. It's eat, like the camera's tracked back, and we're, we're all yeah. out, and and you, you just go, "Wait." Soups just say, let's grab lunch. Yeah. But the Lions are a good source of humour in this. The other moment I like is uh, when Wonder Woman and Bruce start having a debate as well uh, about... Because she's like, oh, like, what's more important, my own mission or what I am as part of the Justice League? You know, is, does the team come first or does my mission come first? And she's like, you know, maybe it's not always the same. And they start having this debate and Jessica's just like, oh, if you'll excuse me. And you see her leaving the room. She just feels <laughs> awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. back to that again, later on, uh, or maybe it's earlier on, but at one point, Batman, what's it he says? It's, it's, it's later on when he's leaving, yeah, it's just when Cyborg's tracked down this fake Batman, he thinks he's found him, and Batman's like, I'm going alone, and she's like, no, we're a team, he's like, no, I go alone, damn it, and the the reaction from her and Jessica, Wonder Woman's got her arms folded, she is so stern, she is pissed at Bruce for, for that call, and Jessica's just like terrified, she's like, oh, the boss is mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm keeping out of this one. The difference in reaction. Ends, yeah, the difference in yeah, reaction between those two. Ends with Simon, though, too. Oh, yeah, that ends with the, lunch? the lunch thing. Yeah, it goes like, back to that. Yeah. There's, there's a whole beat there. Yeah, Priest is great at balancing uh, humor in with these serious plots. Like, we've seen a little bit of it in Deathstroke, but nothing of this level because he can be a little bit lighter here. Yeah, it's obviously, just, it's Justice something. League, so it should be lighter than Deathstroke, I think, just by its nature. Yeah. So, something I'm really noticing with the the timing of the beats that you just mentioned there mm. is it's in the panel layout. There's a lot of yeah. space between them often, and you'll just get, you know, there's a lot of black on the background of the page mm-hmm. just kind of going, okay, no, no, it's there, and they're spaced in a very specific Yeah, order. in fact, the way you were saying that, yeah, this whole sequence, you've got all this, these black borders, and then on that page as well, we just mentioned that, you know, Batman says he's going alone, and then at the bottom, you have that just that one wide shot of the ship where he's like, did he just say grab lunch? And that that panel is actually shorter than the, all the ones above yeah, it. The rest are all equal. So so you get that they're all equally paced. It's just this equal beats in a scene, and you get that if, again if you compare it to like a movie. It's like the, the the quick little smart funny cut to this one little line. It's just this little punchline yeah. at the end. It, it works in two ways. One, it, you know, it makes the moment seem shorter. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. it makes like physically okay. You know, we're further away because it's smaller. Yeah. So it's it's punchier. It makes it a proper punchline. Yeah. On top of it. Um, yeah. Now, Batman turning around and angrily saying, I'm going alone, uh, felt a little bit out of character, but credit, because that was intentional, because a couple of pages later you find out that he th- he assumed he was being listened to, and this was all kind of a ruse, uh, because he goes to where the, the, the guy's been tracked down, he's, he's dressed up all as matches Malone, and he, he thinks he's getting away with it, and then whoever this evil Batman is... Uh, has a sonic device that uh, you know debilitates him and he's grabbing his ears mm-hmm. and we find out that it's actually si- Simon in disguise as matches Malone. 
which I guess is something that Super the ring cool. can do because we we were just mentioning this in Green Lanterns like yep. an issue ago. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, with the the, the Ungarians. So, uh, so I, I I guess the rings can do this now. Fine. Yeah, yeah, and it makes it makes it very clear because you can see the, the green line as it sort of like fades yeah, yeah. over once, his face. Once, once was questionable, twice like this. No, okay, that's just that's it now. That's, well, that's it's not even just do. that it's twice. It's that this clearly shows the change happening. Like yeah. in, in panel, you yeah, see exactly. it go over his but, face. Okay, this is it. So so you know without a doubt this is happening. And then we end with this this Batman, this evil Batman, in an old school looking costume with the 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 yellow oval and the trunks. Yep. And the what sorry? The trunks. The, oh, trunks. the trunks, you're right, yeah, the trunks. Matt, your, your mic's going. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm your biggest fan. So, well, I guess the first question I have, is there any guess as to who this guy is? Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh because of the crap on Arrow, but we haven't had Prometheus Sorry, so, sorry, uh... you, you say crap? Yeah. Yeah, what? crap. I stand by that crap comment. Generally, I agree, but that, that Prometheus music is godlike. It's Wait, okay. I'm, I'm missing something. Uh, he likes the music on Arrow whenever Prometheus shows. It's this really oh, okay. ridiculous theme that plays. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't care about that. Uh, no, um, it could be, but I kind of hope it's a nobody. Just because that, that kind of plays into the idea a bit more. Of, just... you know, we could inspire anyone to do this. Oh, sure, yeah. And that's part of the worry is that not only are they technically outside of the, the law, because Wonder Woman even questions, like, did we let someone get away with murder? Like, can we put him through the process the same way because of how he did it? Like, you know, kind of thing. Like yeah. it's it's really questioning all these things. Uh, go on, Matt. So give us your Prometheus theory. Well, no, I just if you know about Prometheus' comic book origin, he was basically inverted Batman. His parents were criminals that were you know killed by the police during a shootout, and you know genius level intellect found access to the Phantom Zone, you know through his own devices. So I just think that if you're gonna have someone set up as his biggest fan, you know it's a new version of that. That's a reasonable no. guess. I can't. I can't argue with the logic. Yeah. So, um, I think it's someone. That, that, I, I think it's an established character because of the smirk. For some reason, the smirk tells me that this yeah. is someone that we're going to know. Uh, quite possibly. Like, uh, I. I can't really dispute that. I just. I. I, yeah. I think I prefer it if it's a nobody. But I mean, if if it's somebody. I mean, I'll that would work. It. I. I think though, if it's a nobody, they have to. You know. I mean, they're clearly saying, okay, this guy's really smart. He, he's listening in on the Justice League. He's get second-guessing yeah. these plans to double-cross them. He's, you know, he, this guy's clearly good at what he does. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's some interesting things there. Uh, but no, like I say, I think the thing I'm impressed with most with this run so far is the, the fact that Priest is balancing. Like, every issue's had, like, a big, a, a big action set piece. You've had, you had know, Summer reading this. We had the, the, the monster in the first one. And, like, we've had, we've had something in every issue like that. But it's not been at the expense of a sort of deeper story that he's telling and things that he's questioning and this idea of the Justice League and you know when do they cross a line when are they when should they be relegated and or sorry, and, regulated as is the word I was meant to say there, uh, yeah. and so on and and not to just to keep going back to the dick but <laughs> I, I think you no know, a genuine point you made is we know Priest doesn't like Dick and you know he avoids writing him if he doesn't have to. But he chose voluntarily to include him here because it made sense for the story. Because no, this oh, sure, is yeah. what what would happen. So at least he's he's not just going okay. I don't like that. I'm going to ignore it. He's going okay. Maybe I don't like this, but it's what has to happen. It's the one that makes sense. So he's kind yeah. of putting the story above his own, you know, likes and dislikes. It also it, it works in the sense that the scene's not about Dick. Dick's there to facilitate what it means to Bruce. So exactly. But yeah, yeah. but he could he could have gone. Oh, I'll do it with someone else. I'll do it with another leaguer. 
But he didn't. He, he went to Dick, which was an interesting choice because we know he doesn't like him. He's the one that's closest to Batman, so it makes sense for him to be the one to have this conversation yeah. with Bruce. It just makes sense. But hey, yeah. uh, so no, uh, Justice League was very good again. Yeah, so. I, I think this is the strongest issue yet. Yeah, yep. yeah, I, 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 I agree. get involved with that. Uh, so that'll take us on to Green Lantern's number 38, uh, Tim Seeley writing uh, German Peralta on art. Uh, and this followed up the cliffhanger from last issue where uh, Elizabeth turned out to be Red Tide. Uh, I will eat some words uh, on this reveal because I, I debated that this may, you know, yeah. may not go certain ways. Um, I argued that, oh, maybe, I mean, I didn't have that strong an opinion on it, but it was more just that it didn't bother me. Uh, but I like this issue overall, but the, the idea that she is actually just this evil person. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Do you know what annoys me more? Yeah. I like that reveal even less now because for most of this issue, it kind of just ignores that. Yep. Yeah. I had to go back. To make sure that that, that you I didn't got miss the full issue. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, I know I missed last week. Did I? Was there an issue of Green Lanterns last week? Did I miss an issue? I genuinely was confused. I went yeah. back and checked. Oh, yeah, no, it's part two at the start. Yeah, I think the the one moment that tells you that that did happen is when Simon's trying to talk her mother out of letting her go. Like he's trying to talk her out of it because he knows he knows more than everyone else does. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see his guilt perhaps next issue when he didn't speak up about any of this. Uh, yeah. Especially if she ends up doing a lot of bad stuff. What I did like in this issue, and funnily enough, it actually ties into a lot of what Justice League's doing. I liked the, the question. Jessica pulls Simon aside and says, hey, should we be interfering with this? I mean, this isn't an exploding sun. This isn't just saving lives. This is purely politics. politics. Yeah. Like, should we be getting in the middle of this? Mm-hmm. And Simon says yes. And, you know, it's again, it's an interesting debate. And well, Ellie calls stuff. him out for being personally, in, you Th- know. Thinking with his dick. Involved. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, well, yeah, of course you're going to think so. Because, and he's like, hey, that's not even fair. She's like, well, then what else is it? Like, her whole tone, I'm with Jess on this. And they're actually arguing with partners. I oh, like yeah. that. Because yeah, Jess is, uh, like, horrified. She's, she's seen... Uh, Regent Vok, like, you know, stab a guy in the leg to make him talk, and she's like, yeah. hey, this is kind of out of our wheelhouse. We don't do this. We, we, we save yeah. people. No, I, I yeah. think, you know, this stuff, this angle of it is is the best part of this issue mm-hmm. by far. Yeah. I think this no. stuff is, is fascinating that it's going down that route, and I really want it to go more into that. Yeah, and the stuff with uh, the, the Molite in the, the prison when Simon like gets them out, because he feels guilty that he brought them here, and they're, they're always going to yeah. be this, like, sort of looked down upon refugee society. Yeah. Well, uh, I- I like what he said too. It's like, look, you saved us, and that was my decision to let you take us from the planet we loved, that was going to destroy us. But now, we're going to be destroyed by a planet that hates us. So, which one's better? Yeah, it, I, I think it's easy to be annoyed at the Lizard stuff, but honestly, it's just—it's almost just the plot fodder to make all the interesting stuff happen. So you, you, you it can't is, get away with it, a lot of it. It's like kind that. of it's frustrating that it's kind of the main hook again at the end, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. At the end. Absolutely, the cliffhangers, like whatever. I don't really care. But uh, everything else, like what, what this is done for Simon and Jess, Jesse's reaction to Simon knowing this and not telling her, I think will be the interesting part of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, going and, forward, and that so. stuff is is on form, and I'm really yeah. enjoying that stuff. But, so. Keep it up. But again, uh, now thinking about it too, I kind of like that they didn't make her Lisseth this mustache twirling villain, right? Like. Mm. This is how stuff like this actually happens. It could be the person next door, and you would have no idea. You know? Like, there was that movie that me and Pete watched with Daniel Radcliffe where he went undercover uh, for the FBI with neo-Nazis. 
And, you know, it wasn't – the stuff that was, was disturbing wasn't the out-and-out, like, skinhead stuff. It was the dude that was leading it looked like, you know, a vice principal Yeah, he seemed like a, a nice, school. normal person, but he just secretly yeah. was this awful supremacist. Yeah, yeah it was... and that's what goes here. It's, it's this pop star, and she actually harbors really this hate. And for no other reason, like, you, you'd think, like, her mom raised her in this normal, you know – Circumstance, like she has no reason to, to carry some of these. It's a, it's a total movies. milkshake duck. These yeah. are a, a, a term that the internet using. You know, I heard this, but no, no. Uh, a milkshake uh. duck is when now I don't know where this came from, so don't ask me. I just know what it means. Milkshake duck is when someone you admired, usually a celebrity, turns out to be a really awful person. So it's getting used a lot now for you know a lot of people who are being found out for sexual assault and things like that. Uh. Uh, that's a milkshake duck. So like you're, you're I, I'm trying to wrap my head around the yeah. The, wh- why, was it a duck why? drinking a milkshake? I don't know why. Like, don't ask me it, why. I just I told. I started it, with. The, don't it, ask me it, why. Is this is this from our friend Boy? Where milkshakes are great, but ducks are bad. <laughs> no. It could be. Uh, I don't. I don't believe so. I have no I, idea. I'm looking this up from. right now. You guys talking about Green Lantern? Oh, I have great. a question about the art at the very end. Uh, you know when Lizeth uh, reveals herself and she's holding Jessica up. Yeah. She, she seems to have horns coming out the back of her head. Where did they come from? They didn't seem to be there before. Uh, like, I, well, she's just gotten power that? from this device that yeah. steals powers from other races because she's got like Martian yeah. powers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got assumed... that, but I didn't realize it was. It, Give her horns. It depends. Are the horns the source of a power? Because then she'd need the yeah, need the horns. Well, they were talking about they were talking about Durlins, right? They came there, and we know Durlin mm. shapeshift. Um, oh yeah, okay, right. So yeah, she wants. So to... she chooses to give herself horns because it looks cool. Uh, yes, I'll buy that. Joe, jo- uh, Alan... no, that's fine. It was it the... was not a a, a criticism yeah. of, of them being there. Just a query. The moment I really like actually in this is before they show up for this this uh, attack on the the villain, whatever his name is, I can't remember. Uh, he's he's, he's basically sorry. Kerr. Kerr. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he's like giving this speech to his his followers. He's like, ah, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. He was this proper political rant, and I love the moment where the two lanterns appear behind him in the cloud. You just see them coming out of the cloud. Yeah. I really like that moment. I think it's a really nice little paced uh, reveal. It is, and I think that is particularly nice as that comes after the the conversation between them. You know, up in the atmosphere of mm. okay, but this is political. Are we supposed to be doing this? And you know. Yeah. Them coming in there is the reveal that they've decided to stay and intervene. Yeah. So it yeah. does work really nicely. That's a really nice moment. Oh, I appreciate it. So you can, you can pick a couple of the elements of the plot uh, with Lizeth, I think, but I think overall the issue is still actually pretty solid in what it's doing. Oh, it is, yeah. So, no, no, there you go. Yeah. All right, so Milkshake Duck, I, I found where this comes from real go quick. On. It came from a tweet from somebody uh, named At Pixelated Boat in 2016. It was like, the whole internet loves Milkshake Duck. A lovely duck that drinks milkshakes. And then five seconds later, we regret to inform you that the duck is racist. So it, it goes along with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was just a, a funny, you know, them like trying to explain situations. But how Pete described it earlier where it's we find out someone that you really, you know, like or care about does something really awful. Yeah. So, yeah. I've heard yeah. people use it in the, in the tense of uh, that person is my milkshake duck. Because yep. I found out yeah. something awful about them, and I, I liked them before that. So yeah. there you cool. go. Get it. Uh, Connor's just my perpetual duck. Okay. Also, uh, real quick, at the end of this, I'm I'm now realizing in Green Lanterns that their willpower is low, so the Green Lantern uniform's going. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, nice. 
I, I, I like that as well. I like how you see like Jess is wearing like you know like a shirt and like jean shorts or whatever yeah. underneath. Yeah. I Last like that. time we saw Simon though, he was suiting up from being naked. So is he gonna be in this cave, just all in his glory? Hey, that'll be comedy gold if, if <laughs> like, that's true. That's what it is. And on the version fair, Jeff, Jess looks over and goes, like, like not even briefs. Like, like I, I get, I get the joke there, but the yeah. way his costume's coming off, it kind of looks like there's purple underneath, like there's a shirt. Yeah. 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 To be fair. Uh, like, when did we see him suit up? Were you talking about when he was in his like home, or are you talking yeah, about yeah, last he, issue? He, he had that night with Lizard. Yeah, so since then, then he's he's had a night in bed and stuff. So I buy that he's put on other okay. clothes. So I was just going for the comedy sake because I, I to be got fair, to that page. not that I would yeah. criticize it if they just sort of yeah. retconned in some clothes since then. I wouldn't comp- yeah. complain they didn't, didn't do the well, naked no. thing. <laughs> it's like the idea of just looking at him and they're on the verge of death and yeah, like bro, seriously, like. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're representing an entire sector. Uh. <laughs> That'll take us on to Green Arrow, number 36. Benjamin Percy writing, Johnny Faria on the art. So, obviously, we're still... Uh, uh, oh. AKA, it's gorgeous again. Oh, it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I almost wish there was more stuff in the water, because they, they left the water at one point, and I'm like, no. Oh, I, I wish this was a double-sized yeah, issue. But, but then all the sunlight stuff's gorgeous It as is well. gorgeous, but I'm just like, go back to the giant squid and stuff. The giant octopus. Oh, that... That very first page, which, you know, we, I, we talked about in Justice League, the size of the panel shrinking. Yeah, yeah. They do that here where we where we zoom in and you just get that giant eye and it looks incredible. Yeah, it's all bloodshot. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, the pressure's getting to him. I also like the balance of the art in this, like, over the... Because we know Faraya likes to do the double page and so it makes for a quick read. But, like, here with the way that it's layered and... You know, yeah, it's color coded because because the, the yeah. second page, the double page spread, you've got three th- scenes going at the same time. The, the top row is all white and it's like Diggle, like oh Merlin's left, he's coming for Yarly, and then the second one's like the the lawyer tried to you know get a jury and the jury's like he slept with my sister, he slept with my my maid, he slept, he slept with my someone other. Oh, like, I need an outside yeah. jury. Uh, and he was speeding and ran over my dog. Yeah, that that one I don't believe. That guy's just trying to get out of jury duty. Probably. Oh, by the way, says he threw up, threw up on me while I was ten in the bar. That one, I believe. Oh, by the way, the dog one. uh, I am pretty sure that's meant to be Percy. That looks like Percy in that panel. Yeah, it does. Also, um, the judge. I had to pull up a picture because it's Judge Grell, and that is Mike Grell. So, (laughs) oh, cool. Like when they do that type of stuff. Uh, Mike Grell, of course, did a big Green Arrow run back in the uh, the eighties and nineties. Armor Hunters, uh, some other things. Yeah, I bought the first couple of volumes of that in the sale uh, over over the, over the Christmas period. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll start that in the summer. Yeah. Well, I, I started No Man's Land this week, uh, and I'm really enjoying it so far. So, yeah, cool. Well, that's, that's, that's good stuff. But, uh, no, I do love this page, the way that it's structured the same. So you have the three short panels on was, the left yep. and, yeah. um, for the first third, and then you have the long for the two thirds. Yep. And then all ending with a, a yeah. close-up. Yeah, with the face, and they've all got the side profile shot of of them on the yep. on the the left of that second mm-hmm. two yeah. thirds. It's a very absurd yeah. sort of moment after that though, because Fife apparently is good enough with this submarine to blast giants, you know, sea monsters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who cares? It's, it's all that video game practice. Fife is cooler That's than right. I think I realized before. <laughs> yeah, he when when you give this nerd like something he's actually good at, uh, then he'll surprise you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then old Broderick uh, meets his untimely end because Shadow puts That's an arrow right. through his eye. <laughs> About time. I mean, 
I was like, man, he's going to be a cool villain. Look at all these spikes in him. Like, <laughs> he, all he does feel, oh, there, okay. No, you're right. He's I was like, now. oh, man, we're bringing Broderick back. We're, do, we're doing something yeah. cool. Oh, I'm looking, he, I'm digging this look. And he's the pin cushion. And, oh, okay, well, there he goes. His eyeball's outside his head now. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. It's on the wall. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we have the, of course, the... the, the, the... <laughs> the painful page of the issue in which Black Canary knees all Ollie straight in the balls. Uh, and you feel that for being a, a doofus. Uh, for I drew that, like you know, it, it's a, that's you know two thirds of the page, and I'm really? like, oh, oh, you know, I bet he had to t- take a break after drawing that. Do, do you know what? Do you know what I, I, don't, I don't appreciate about the, the, this this ball ball hitting uh, page is that the way she's actually leaning in, it's almost like she's taking a run up. And done it. It's not just a no, knee to the is, balls. It You're right. It, it, it's well, like she, a... I, you know, she's a master martial artist, so she's probably adept at hitting in the clinch, like in you know in MMA when they pull them in. Mm-hmm. So she just probably got some. She did get some momentum behind it, but yeah, I. It's not often I look at comic book art and can feel it like you can in movies. <laughs> you know, but this one I just. Ugh. Looking at it again now, it, it gives me it, a stomach it's, it's all the more impressive that it's not like some hyper-realistic drawing either. It's still yeah. just, you know, the, the stylized that, that he has, and I'm still there going, ooh, no thanks. That, that, that looks rough. And you know, not, not for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I love the layouts. You know, the, the page after that is the, the, the arrow layout. As, yeah. No, no, it's bef- the one before the sunset. Oh, that's right, that's right. With the... I jumped yeah. ahead of page. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the arrowhead pointing down. That's really nice. Yeah, all all, all the sun stuff's really nice. Uh, them taking in the the sunset. Um, there's little things that are set up. You know, Wendy Poole looks kind of vulnerable. She's left alone because Red Arrow gets called in to uh, to help with the situation. And it basically all boils down to you. You got Merlin with uh, with a uh, Moira. Thank you, Moira. And like it basically ends up being this. And they even sort of joke about this repeatedly during the scene that this is some sort of weird dysfunctional family get together, but they're all fighting. Because you, you've it got, is. yeah, because yeah. you, you got uh, shadows kicking around somewhere, and like that—that's, you know, all Oliver's dad had an affair with her, and then you had Oliver's yeah. mum having an affair with Marilyn. Like you get yeah. all this going on, and there's a lot of jokes about that, and it's fun stuff, and it all builds up to this final climatic moment where Emmy jumps in to take an arrow for for <sighs> Oliver, mm. because and he calls a red arrow for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because Moira was trying to kill her own son. Yep. Because uh, Mo- Moira's a cold-hearted bitch. Apparently she so. Is. Yep, apparently so. No, no, not that anyone should be really surprised, to be honest. No, and, and that's fine. I just, I got to that page, and I, oh, man, I was at the comic shop, and then I went, oh, man, and my friends were like, well, what? And I was like, no, y'all don't read Green Arrow. I'm not spoiling this for you. <laughs> so, like, but it, it bummed me out for, like, five minutes. Like I don't want this to be the end of Emmy. It won't like, be. She she she'll be safe. I mean, oh. they are in some occult dungeon thing, so you know, well, and like, shadows there. The only thing that makes me go, no, she's fine. Is if if it was dead, if it, this was natural death, one, we'd have heard about it. There'd have been news articles. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and and two, that that that's the cynic in me of the the, the current state of the media of comics, but it, it's the reality. And two. She's popping up in Teen Titans and shit soon, right? Is Sorry. she? I thought that already happened. I thought it was happening again at some point in the solicits. Right. Maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, okay. Hopefully. We'll see. 
It's nothing. Well, if she is, great. But as far as I know right now, she's dead, and I'm sad. It's a weird page. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call her dead yet. She's just unconscious and bleeding out. She might not be dead. Through her chest. Direct hit. Like the, there's areas yeah. in the chest where it won't hit something too vital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm just looking at it now. I'm finding amusing is the the pay the the top half of that page the uh, mm-hmm. the the panel where you know she's actually jumping in front of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The color of all the background, you know, the the red and yellow and orange yeah. kind of sunburst. It's exactly the same as the background as uh, as when Canary's kneeing all over. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. That, that's how Raya. Because you assume he has to draw those, right? And then they just fill them in with color? Yeah. Or do you yeah. think it's just the colorist? You know, uh, they say this is what they want. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'd assume he gives a rough guide, but... Okay. Well, it was like when Lemire uh, was writing... Does he do his own colors? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm trying to find where the credits page is in this issue. Yeah. Well, because like when Lemire was writing Green Arrow, he would do these... Uh, do these these panels when he wanted to draw emphasis to things um where they would all go red yeah the col- of, and then the colors would right? drop out as well yeah. yeah but then i realized that was the artist in uh, sorrentino because that followed him over to old man logan uh, yeah the, the the focus thing that sorrentino did yeah uh and and x-men stuff that he worked on with bendis so you know uh, i i don't know if it's just one of those things but Man, I'm looking through it. this. I cannot find the credits page. But um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, DC credit colorists on the front page do. now, don't they? Yeah. They do. So uh, it's just Percy and Faria, So I assume that means yeah. he he's, he does everything. As well. mm. yeah. uh, makes it makes sense because he still does have a lot. It always it, has speed lanes and stuff, so it makes sense yeah. that he's involved in that. It does, but I remember you know going back to the the Green Arrow and Sorrentino. I know for a fact, you know, Sorrentino coloured the first issue himself and then goes, no, this is what I want the style for the book to be. Yeah. And then the other colours emulate that. Oh, that okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Fry does his own colours. So that, that's, cool. it's, that makes yeah. sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, oh, no, but it's all this year. I mean, I almost have very little to say about this year on its own just because it's like, oh, it's Green Arrow again. <laughs> yeah, but it's still great. So yeah, still great. Yeah, I loved it. This was it, it, yeah. this. This is a, a book elevated by its art because I think you know this this issue, plot wise, well, there's not that much. There's there's bits here and there. You know, there's the ending moment, but it, there's not loads. Mm. But all these moments are just incredible to look at, and they've got yeah. such mood and atmosphere. You know that that yeah, first it, page in the submarine. But the it sunset. also helps that that we've been at least me and you, Connor, have been reading. Him, Percy do Green Arrow since, and this is kind of a culmination. Yeah, of a lot yeah. of the stuff that he started when, when he took over in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, you know, d- during the werewolf era, which still is weird that I can say that. Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How earlier you told me, oh, yeah, we yeah. we can refer back to these points in comics. Yeah. Like, this will be the point yeah. where we talk about Clayface. No, no, yeah, that's the the, the werewolf period of Green Arrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so. I don't know, I think that just hit me too, because, you know, the stuff with his, his parents kind of was there, yeah, yeah, seated definitely. throughout, you know, uh, his, his family that had, had founded Seattle, you know, and all that. And, like, even if you look in the back of one of those pages, you see that, uh, a, what I assume is a dead queen in in the crypt. Uh, yeah, I, I assumed as much. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, 
No, great, I was sold. Uh, so we will move on to Nightwing issue 36. Sam Humphrey's writing in Bernard Chang on art. Uh, so this is the second issue of the run, and once again we are back to building up the judge as a very formidable foe for for the the old dick, the dick off the old block, if you want to call him yeah. that. Um, so yeah, so this issue. Obviously, Dick has to deal with the fact that he got shot at the end of the last issue, and he actually activates the defibrillator in his suit, <laughs> which makes That's Alfred so cool. call. He's like, "Hey, yeah. uh, Master Dick, you, uh, <laughs> you." Uh, he says Master Richard, obviously, because he's Alfred. But right. yeah, Master Dick. I think that sounds pretty cool. So he's like, "Hey, do you need any help? You know, you, you okay? You know, activate mm-hmm. your defibrillator. You know, it seems like that's the sort of thing you you might need a hand, might need some help." He's like, "No, nope, Alfred, I got this." So we get Dick for the rest of the issue with like half his like arm ripped off, like the suit, and yeah. he's like got a bandage like round it. So he's, he's kind of like yeah. battle torn Dick for for the rest of it. Um, battle damage. That that would be the action figure. <laughs> battle damage. Battle damage. Dick. Yeah. Well, let's say that in the box. Battle damage deck. <laughs> yes, don't don't put that on a box. No, don't put it on there. It'll be hilarious. Make it a blind box. Uh, you know. <laughs> Expectations vary. What what weird personal has a fetish where they want the deck to look battle damaged if they try to get a sex toy? <laughs> I don't know, but just just the the the, the amusement of that being Yo, a possibility. Dark regions on the internet said that their sex toy is shaped like dragons. So. There, there's a market, I'm sure. There you go. Matt knows. Uh, Matt, Matt's done his research. Okay. Yeah. On the shelf next to Dragon Dick, apparently. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> but, That's also a figure that <laughs> they would have produced in the 90s. Also, we can put that next to Richard Dragon. Yeah. Oh, there geez. you go. Right. Anyway, so, circle. so throughout the issue, uh, Dick's trying to track down the judge, and he finds more and more body. He goes to the church where he was at. And one one of the the monks or whatever have, have killed everyone else, and like Dex, like, the, the body count is racking up, and he's like really starting to blame himself for it. Meanwhile, I argue that sort of the more main plot element of the book is actually the judge himself at the mayor's office. Yeah, getting the the judge's you know, like you know, backstory almost is what a lot of this stuff is. Yeah, I mean, I'd say less backstory and more just like immediate, like why he's here in the city kind of thing because yeah. he's. He's he's with the judge he's and cleansing. he's kept, like you know Dick's finding it. Oh, he, he got to the the slumo driver who who does like a has a account with the the, the city with the government, the, the, you know the, yeah. the office, and that you know that leads the judge to the, the 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 manager who works in the building, which leads him to the mayor himself. And he's like, yeah, you already confessed to all this because you know you, you've been stealing. The, the, the casinos were given all this money and all that all these permits because they were supposed to be funneling back money into the education system, but they've been yeah. kind of cooking the books to make sure that. That never happens. the The mayor was in on it, but now the mayor feels trapped by all these lies, and he wants to try and put an end to it. But the casinos are basically threatening him. He's like just scared for his life, and yeah. it all sort of boils over. And the judge is just basically slowly poking at him uh, to eventually make him commit suicide. Because we, we find, you know, Dick finds the uh, the woman who works for him on the roof, are going to kill herself, saves her. and yeah. saves her. And and she mentions she heard heard a shot, and then Dick goes to find him, and he's like lying at his desk with the gun there and the blood all over the place. And it's like, the judge is here to stay. Like, he's not just here to cause some trouble and leave. He's setting up the status quo that he no. wants in the city. Yeah. This, if if Humphreys plays this right, this could become like Dick Grayson's greatest villain. Because when you think, I don't yeah. think he really has too many. Like we, I thought it was Blockbuster because I'm not too familiar with the Dixon run. Uh, but I know Blockbuster was pretty heavy on there. Yeah, he, he's in and there. It, but 
I, I don't know, think people look at Blockbuster and go, oh, that's the arch nemesis, that's the one that we, we love. I, yeah. I think it's one of those where some some heroes don't really have a villain, and some of no. them don't necessarily need one. Well, do you know what and, I think it is? I think it's because with some someone like Nightwing, who's a legacy character, that when you want to ramp up the stakes, you make him face someone that he ha- like Batman had to take down yeah. once. So, you know, when Joker comes yeah. to Bloodhaven, it feels like a big deal. Dick has to deal with him on his own. Like, that feels right. big. And uh, honestly, I think the difference as well, where... Someone like, okay, Batman has all these villains because often Batman is played so straight and almost as a zero personality, whereas Dick's always got a charm, he's got charisma, so you don't need as strong a villain to play off of. No, that's what makes it stick out, though, is the way that that Humphreys is writing this character, like, it plays so well off of Dick's personality. Yeah. This is a guy that, to himself, is cleaning up Bloodhaven, but by doing it, he's coming into... In into opposition with Dick, who is too cleaning up Bloodhaven in his own way, you know. So yeah, but that's not also the fact the that the judge is not just that he's cleaning the place up. He is a sadistic asshole who is killing people to do it. Yeah, he clearly and he he's clearly getting off on the power and the killing. Le- le- yeah, let's not brush over the the fact that he is clearly crazy because he left his his cocktail behind. Oh, it was empty. That's one of the ones. So as someone familiar with the tiki culture. That, that you hollow out a a pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he drank that, and that, that's a blue Hawaii, a blue curacao, and I think vodka. But yeah, so how do you, you know it's empty and he's not just left it there? Because nobody leaves a full blue Hawaii. No, they don't. You're right. No, no one should do that. But. Uh, that's my point. I think I don't trust this guy. So that, is that how the judge is going to get to you, Connor? He's going to show up with a half drink tiki drink and a gold coin. This going... is the most hey, I'm, stupid inane conversation I think you two have ever had on this show. I'm just saying. Uh, it, it looked good. But, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Me, yeah. Me, I'll send you the the recipe. You can which, make yourself one. Which, by Appreciate. the way. Um, having the mayor like just like taking lines of cocaine, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is more adult than I was expecting in my Dick Grayson comic. <laughs> I remember, I remember during, uh, man, what was this? Was it Countdown? Yeah, where you had the trickster, and what was it the the oh, man, the Pied Piper? They were handcuffed together, right? But before all of that, they're hanging out with the rogues and Mirror Masters doing coke off of one of his own mirrors. And I remember thinking, I was like, damn. I can't believe they're letting him do it and now i'm just like oh yeah that makes sense mayor crooked city yeah no, no you're right i i didn't even register as well i'm like okay corrupt oh, mayor, it fits like it, it yeah. didn't feel like a place in the plot sense it was just kind of like no. wait a minute are we actually doing this in a nightwing comic like yeah that's, uh, that's, that's uh, my it, thing yeah no i think that's, that's the thing because it's just that's so what i expect of the the stereotype of that character yeah. that i didn't even register that whereas, uh, that, that it's weird whereas mirror master doing it felt so out of place just because it's so like, yeah, he's a rogue, but he's not a drug addict. Like Yeah, because the know? rogues feel goofier, whereas this guy's clearly yeah. made like an archetype of this, you know, stressed out, corrupt guy. Yeah, but guy. I still feel it, it's weird to see that type of drug use in a comic. It's just kinda strange. I'm such from the early two thousands where it's weird to see characters smoke. And you see that more and more now with, with characters than I, I think it's really funny that T V went in the opposite direction where yeah. now it's like no no, no smoking. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. No. It's um. No. It's fair because even even when you have like uh, like Roy with his addiction problems, whenever that's yeah. shown, you never necessarily just see like needles like hanging out of his arm and like. like no. So for that, that cover, 
Like, yeah. Someone hard traveling heroes cover. He was full in. Yeah. You know. Oh, obviously it's not common anyway. They tend to avoid it, so it was just kind of weird to see, see it quite clearly. It that's was. what he was doing. So I like yeah. point it out. Um, but no, it's a it's a brutal issue, and it sets them up as this really imposing threat. This this presence, this dominant force. Um, you know, he's the he's the anti MCU villain, is what I'm saying. Okay. And two issues. Unnecessary, un- unnecessary shots fired, but cool. Oh come on! They they, they have useless villains <laughs> in those movies. So is, is he the tree? Is he wars of the tree? Like what's going on with the tree? I think that yeah, was just a a, a, a poetic thing at the end where he's standing in front of the justice tree, but he's corrupting it. He's taking over the city. So I think it was yeah. just like a. Okay. I, I think he's looking up to it because you know he he's up there standing. He's small in front of it. He's just a judge, but this is justice itself. Oh sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and, he, like, and he's corrupting. Okay, that makes sense. So I was like, wait. See a manifestation of the tree that's gone wrong? Is this where we're <laughs> no. going? Like, <laughs> Matt, sometimes, well, sometimes Matt, the, your main the, the crazy places. colors are just the drug-induced stuff. Gotcha. No, don't worry about it. Oh, dear. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm just reading it. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Like, oh, I'll get down with that. Like, we have, we have a plant lady running around Gotham. It's fine. Like, I'm not, it's not a leap to take. But but I like that. I, I like that read that he's looking up at justice. And yes, he's... Filling justice, but he's doing it Yeah, his yeah. weird, dark, corrupt yeah, yeah. way. And yeah. Okay. Uh, Humphrey's that smart. So, do, you, do you know what I wasn't expecting from this issue? The the continuation of the guppy stuff. Yeah, and oh, oddly, I, that stuff too. I'm into it as well, which I'm really surprised. Because yeah. you see, he's, he's helped these guys like steal something from the water, and they cut him out and push him in the water, like the, the proper bullies, call him names. And then he goes home and you find that he's got like a sick dad who's like dying and he's up to like medical yeah. equipment and he's like, I'm sorry dad, I'll get you meds tomorrow. I'll try, I promise. And I'm like, oh man, this is hitting me I, in the I, heart. I, I really hope he joins the runoffs as a group, you know, just yeah. in the group. Speaking of, I hope the runoffs aren't just forgotten because obviously there's been no mention. I don't think they will. Yet. I think he's, I think Humphreys is coming in and he's going to make his own. Yeah, like yeah, do do your own thing. Start yeah. on that I, I, I can see it being... Just don't, don't ignore them. I can see so. it being left to the second arc or maybe like a climatic issue where he needs help and they'll pop up. But yeah, yeah. I, I think he wants to do his own thing first completely where it's... I, I get that, but I feel like there would have been real impact in turning some of them against him in this arc from the judge. Ooh, well, they still yeah. meet later. Like, uh, they, they, they might, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just, what was... that, that's what I'd do. I don't know that. Oh man, what, what was the girl's name that was going out with with Giz? Uh, mouse. The black girl. Matt was it Mouse? Yeah, imagine mouse. him showing up and giving a coin to her, and the thing she wants most is revenge on Nightwing for the death of Giz. Like, hmm. oh man. Yeah, I feel like the reason why I think we may not see them in this arc is just I feel like Dick is really alone in this arc, and I feel like yeah. at least until you want to have that moment where he decides no, I... not to be alone anymore. I think you want to have yeah. them just completely isolated. I, I agree, and it makes sense. I just, I miss them already. But no, I, 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 really, I did like having them around. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. This is like, I know a lot of people try to compare Dick Grayson to Daredevil a lot, and that's usually a hollow type comparison, but this is the most it's felt like a Daredevil, like, because it feels grimy and gritty, but, you know, I, I, not that I it's trying to be. Does. It's so grimy and gritty, but it's still so bright with all the the casino yeah. lights. Yeah, it's neon. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that um, uh, that neon demon kind of idea. Just to sort of reference that, the idea of like LA is this yeah. like yeah, there's potential there, but it's also this dangerous place where your life can just get sucked up and thrown out like any. Well, and you're so distracted by the neon, you fall into that hole. 
Yeah. That was laid out in front of you. Yeah, it, it just covers up the, the problems. Yeah. So, no, I like that. Uh, no, solid. I'm, I'm two issues in. I'm really digging Humphreys on Nightwing. Yeah. So, yep. uh, we'll see We'll see where it goes next time. Um, all right, that'll take us on to Deathstroke, number 27. Back to Christopher Priest. Uh, Diogenes Neves on art this time, though, for this one. Um, yep. Do you know, I will say this. is that The more we've had this monthly since it's went single shipping, is that the more and more I'm like... You know, this is good, but I feel like this will read better in trade. Uh, yep. Because there's so I many feel elements. More and more that I need a recap page. Because yep. see, I don't know what it is. How but many threads? Do you know what it is? It's the, it's the plot with the the assassin lady Willow. Every time it comes back, yeah. it comes back to that. I'm like, yeah, hon, let me just remind myself who is this again and why is yeah. she hunting someone and why are they hunting her? And I'm just like, what's going on? What's happening? I alternately love this book, but also have no idea what's going on at the same time. <laughs> It's the weirdest feeling in the world. No, you're right. I think for about like half, maybe two thirds of the issue, I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then I get to the end and, oh, I remember everything now Mm -hmm. because I hit the ending and something happens. Oh, yeah, there was all of that. It's the Doctor Icon stuff in a nutshell. I was like, well, who's this guy? And then you draw your memory like, oh, yeah, he stole the body. That's the thing with this issue is I felt okay up until the last scene. I was okay until then because everything was kind of like, all right, so Deathstroke's still at this church. He's trapped there. Uh, Joseph shows up to try and find him. Uh, he's, he's really, he's arrogant and he, he smashes the box, which is actually just deactivates Joseph's suit. Uh, new Superman, <laughs> which I'd forgotten about, is actually at the base that, with everyone else. I got such a good laugh at him trying to speak Chinese to the guy and the guy's just like, I don't speak. I'm not even Chinese, man. Like, yeah. stop. Yeah. And he's and Keenan's just going. Like, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he just keeps uh, going. It's, it's, yeah, it's really yeah. funny. You, you had the scene with because obviously the first chunk of the issue is Terra's kind of like revamp backstory now. And you see I where because like you, you see that the Judas contract kind of happened, but it changes the ending where Deathstroke calls it off because he's got this Lazarus contract now. Then uh, she's kind of pissed about that, so so it kind of changes the backstory a little bit there. Uh, but, uh, more on that, and I'll let you recap, and then uh, yeah, and then then you have that scene with her and Rose on the on the train, uh, on the subway or whatever it was, um, yep. uh, bit of banter there. But um, so does anyone understand the ending? Does anyone want to explain to me the no. the whole uh, where Terra, who's pretending to be this escort assassin, uh, turns out to be Terra, and then the actual redheaded assassin comes in, and Terra looks over at her and goes, Rose, and I'm like, what? <laughs> no, here's the thing. Clear. I don't think we're supposed to know this yet. Okay, good. I think this was supposed to be a surprise. Like we're supposed to be with her, surprise, going, hang on, what? I don't get why she's saying that, though. That's why I'm confused. Well, she's there to assassinate this dude for for yeah. Deathstroke's ex-wife, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's her name? God damn it, I always forget. Uh, Adeline. Adeline, yeah. So... The redhead thing, but I can't. Because here's the thing: can't though. be Rose. There, there's so many things in this book, month to month, that I have to think. Oh, do I know this? Let's try and remember it. Yeah. That when it pulls something like this, I generally don't know if I'm supposed to know why she's saying that, or if it's supposed to be a you know, WTF well, yeah, moment. The implication is that Terra thinks this is Rose. Yeah. Yeah, but we're, yeah. we're sure it's not, right? We're positive it's not. If this turns out to be a secret twin, I'm going to be alternately I mean, upset. <laughs> and and like oh my god this is kind of cool i mean it, it, it could be rose yeah. i guess i mean she, she has a lot of spare time that we don't see 
I mean, sure, yeah. I, I think what's weird about it, though, is I think it's odd where it's almost banking in the fact that because we see someone's red hair, we're going, oh, we, we, whereas if this was a movie, we know it was her right away the first time we ever see her. Right. So it feels weird to me to use the fact that it's comic art where we can't, you know, get that yeah. specific with the faces that we can't tell until someone actually else sees her and goes, hey, that's Rose. No, no. You, that's a weird that's, thing yeah. to me. Like, I think it's 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 interesting though because if if that is the intention, I like it in the sense that that's that's a unique way of using your medium. That I, I don't know if I do because it's it's almost pointing out like a a flaw in the medium, like you know a, something that the, the comics can't typically do as well as the as the other. Well, no, stuff. no, I I agree, but I think in a way it's going. Well, no, no, we're going to use this to our advantage because you're going to be surprised as well because we you know we have to tell you because. You know, it's this reveal to you that you can't just get, you can't just see like you would in a movie. So it has a, so they're kind of using it to their advantage. It's not a visual medium, though. So the fact that they have to tell us feels like a crutch to me. I don't know. It's it's murky. If that's the intention, which it might not be, we're we're just kind of theorizing here. But if that's the intention, it feels murky to me. I like that she's eating the sandwich, though. (laughs) Sure. Good. Sure, she's in the sandwich. Great. Uh, and then uh, Icon shows up and catches her yeah. after she's hit. So that's how we end the issue. But no, it's, it's, it's a hell of an issue with lots of little different things going on. I do like the retelling of Terra because it definitely makes Slade not such a creep. Because mm. it shows that of her in bed like we've seen. But he's just like, get out of there. Like, you're a kid. Like, yeah. you know, so it kind of redeems Deathstroke in that way too. He yeah, does kiss he, her, but he, he, her a bit. Yeah, he kisses her to manipulate yeah. her to sort of get her on his, yeah. on his side. Yeah, not, not that that makes it okay to kiss a 16-year-old or whatever. No, but, no, but he's also an assassin. You know? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the point we're making is, going, he's, no, no, this is he's st- means to an end. it's still creepy. Yeah. He's just he's not as much yes. of a creep as we previously it's, thought. It's, it's less creepy if he's doing it for the job and going, no, no, all right, this is just what i got to do, yeah. than if he actually wants to. But yeah, but I never got the vibe like when when we read the Jim's contract. I got the vibe they were like in a relationship. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they, they were, were just right. having sex regularly. Here yeah. I don't. Here it's like he's like Connor said, it's a means to an end, and he's leading her along to get her what he wants her to do. Oh, but yeah. never do I think they actually have a physical relationship. I mean, I still think he's corrupt enough that he might, but oh. is it just? I don't know. I, I think you say corrupt. I don't think. Deathstroke is corrupt. I think he, he still typically has his own code of honor. It's, yeah, it's it's morally ambiguous, sure, but oh no, sure, but this was a thing in comics continuity. Oh, it, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah but now, just... by the, yeah, but the, then the again, Wintergreen. I'm just reminded Wintergreen goes. There's a line in our business, and you crossed it. So maybe, uh, yeah, is that uh, implying that you know he did cross that line yeah. off-panel? Yeah, yeah, could be. Oh. I don't know. But, but yeah, but no, I like that. I like new spins on the Terra story. Well, they had to kind of do this for us because we, we, we were kind of aware that Judas contract kind of happened. We just weren't sure yeah. like what the How? details were. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of cleared up at least part of it. Enough that, okay, it makes sense why she's around and uh, yeah. she has a history with Slade and, and whatnot. Mm. So, yeah, mm. this is a thing. I mean, I assume she's a bit older now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she was 16 at the Judas contract, then... Yeah. Yeah. Who who knows how many years it's been since she just. Well, she she's definitely she looks college age. Yeah. The guy comes up to her thinking that they're. I'd, I'd, I'd say she's maybe you know nineteen twenty. Yeah. yeah. It's been a couple of years, but but yeah, and the whole stuff with him clarifying her the relationship with with Markov, 
she's not exactly a princess because she's a bastard, you know. Yeah. You know, but she still has some bloodline there versus you know what, what had been before that was super convoluted. Precious yeah, is like no, she's a bastard daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I do still like this issue, but I definitely feel like yeah, trade uh, when this run is finished, it's yep. going to be amazing. Yeah, pro, pro, yeah. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not criticizing it too much. I, I can't really blame it for being dense. Uh, maybe that's just maybe a, an argument to say that uh, this worked better. Maybe is double shipping it. This this pacing with these things jumping around like this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it may have been better to like try and focus each issue a bit more compared to what it has been, but yeah, it's but then, the, the problem is then it, it feels like okay, I'm shifting halfway through a run, and you know you, it loses its feeling because it at least this is consistent for the future when you read this oh, sure. all in one go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, 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 a, it's a murky situation to, to criticize it because is. you because uh, there, there isn't a clear answer, is there? It's a double-edged sword, um, but hey. Uh, there's a lot of solid moments in here, though. Alright, so that'll take us on to Batman and the Signal number one, uh, which is Tony Patrick writing, although the story is also co plotted by uh, Scott Snyder. And we have uh, Cully Hammer on art. So, that is. that is this. So, obviously, this is a, an issue one, but it's, it's just a three issue mini that we're doing here. Uh, which it does actually say in the front, there's like a, a metal logo in the front to sort of let you know oh, this, this kind of ties into metal as a thing. Uh, I'm not really sure it does yet, but we'll see. <laughs> it ties in into the way where they brought in the metagene. Oh, sure, yeah, kind of, yeah. I guess but that's, that's it. it. Because I got halfway through this last night, and during the week you guys had said how wordy it was, and it might take a bit. So I, I push it off, and I go to bed reading last night, and I fell asleep, was woken up by dropping the iPad. Just, onto just, me. just for context of how dense this is, the first page... I've just counted as thirteen caption boxes plus dialogue. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a lot. It is worthy. It gets a little bit better. Um, goes on. It, it, it evens out a little bit later on. But yeah, uh, I never finished the other half of this. I just I ran out of time before it's time to record. Um, question for you guys: Did mm-hmm. you guys finish the Duke story that was no. in the backup and all start? No, <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't even realize he had powers until they started talking about him. Well, I only remember that because of the forge. Uh, I, I'd kind of the, forgotten. Yeah, I'd forgotten that yeah. as well. If I'm honest. That okay. said, I do actually kind of like what the power is. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense with his name. Yeah, right. With, with the, the idea, he, he sees like sort of echoes of light where things have been before. So it's, or, it's, or things will be as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like when he's sneaking into a place later on. He's like, "There's a number co- like panel to press the code in, and he, yeah. he kind of he can see it in his head." I'm like, yeah, "Okay, yeah. that's kind of cool." There, like there's that. things like that that I really like, but overall, I really didn't like the issue. Well, I like the first page. I'll say that, and again, I only read half of it because I liked him. <laughs> no, because it's him having this this. Uh, it feels like he's the, yeah. He feels like he's the, the tacton member of the Bat family. Like, he doesn't really have a Which, place. Which because he is. Yeah. Let, let, let's be honest he is the tacton member he like but i like that he as a character he's struggling with that and he's at odds with damien you know in in this dream scenario he's having what that also this dial is it just me or are they gonna try to reboot dial h for hero with this metagene stuff uh maybe maybe because because the guy that he was fighting keeps saying you, are you this at the center of the dial? Do you did you have the dial too? So mm-hmm. if they turn this yeah, thing into like it, 
it activates your metagene that's deep within people. Like, and that's what we get out of this Duke story? That's cool. But as it is now, I don't even think I'm going to finish the back half. Because this wasn't doing it for me. Honestly, it was funny. I went, I went into this with really no expectations or low expectations or, you know, whatever way you want to phrase it. And I actually, I think I ended up enjoying it more than I thought it would because of that. Because cause I went in feeling like, oh, it's going to be another Scott Snyder word fest. And I was actually kind of pleased when I saw that he wasn't the uh, the one actually writing the primary the dialogue and stuff. Mm. Uh, and it was still quite wordy. Um, but do you know what the thing is here is I felt there was a lot of the elements in here that I wasn't that familiar with. Like at one point, you know, his girlfriend's there and his girlfriend's like roommate, I think. And... Um, or his other friend, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know who these characters are because I never read. We are Robin from that, that Robin War stuff, yeah. right? Because yep. they, they reference yeah. being Robin. Yeah, I never read that, so I don't know who these characters oh, that's, are. That's that is really good. That's the most I've ever liked Duke was when he was leading the We Are Robin well, stuff. Here's the thing, that was good. This is probably the most I've ever liked him because I actually think this power does separate him from the other characters because before yeah. this. To me, he was just, oh, he's this weird tacton. He's kind of a Robin, but he's kind of not. And, like, yeah. you know, what is his place? Well, it makes sense why he works in the day now, because that's where the light is. Oh, sure, you know yeah. I mean? But, like, right. I feel like if they actually wanted to go down this path where he has this power and he uses it and he, he does things during the day, because I, I kind of like them interacting with the people and they're like, hey, there's not maybe any crime fighting nonsense, these fights during the day. Like, but it's safe to go in the day. You people are meant to just stay in night. Like, that, you know, that, that kind of attitude from yeah. the public. Uh, there was things that was playing with I kind of liked. Um, uh, by the way, does anyone know who this, this cop is with the robot arm? No, no clue. Yeah. That's why I asked if you guys had finished the... Critique. Duke, sorry. Yeah critique of this uh, this was actually something that Gil Simone said on Twitter a couple of weeks ago uh, about how you should always, even if it's like regular characters always make a point of making sure their name is clearly, st- well it's a caption that just says yeah. their name whether it's in the dialogue when you first see them but I went back to the first page of her, her in this book and Gordon yeah, never says her name, he just keeps calling her detective it's funny because I was reading that going who's this? because I, I thought, you know I read the page and I'm not going to lie I have a, a really bad habit of just skimming the, uh, you know, the, the captions that say the, the location captions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, you know, th- this is quite a meaty one here. I have a bad habit of just kind of skimming over those and really, and I thought, oh, maybe it says in there whose apartment this is. Mm. So I, thought, I went back and checked because I was reading this and I, I'd also read that thread from Gail Simone recently. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I was like, are they ever going to say her name? Like, please? Yeah, next scene with her in the police station, and... no, it's just always detective, no, no, no. detective, detective. No, no. I'm like... no, this is the thing. Gordon says her name once in that first scene. Does it's it? like the, the fourth page. Buried in the middle of dialogue, he calls her Alex once. He says, oh, Alex, stop. Yeah, I have That's no idea who Alex is. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she's she's Alex. Cool. That that doesn't really help though, because I still don't know who that is. And she's got a robot arm. That's that's that is a defining feature. At yes, moment. Alex with the robot Detective arm. Detective robot arm. Yes. So, I I I think I'm the most positive on this issue. Yeah, I'm probably not reading the next one. Um, I mean, I'm I, not. I, I'm not super enthusiastic about reading the next one. Like, I didn't love it, but I didn't dislike it either. I felt like it did some interesting things. I like his power. Um, I like actually hearing his thoughts for once and hearing him be feeling insecure now i know we got that in the back uh, the back matter and the uh, the all-star but that th- those back stories were tedious to read i stopped reading them after the first few um yeah. and then i quit that book entirely cause i didn't like the book at all but <laughs> the like i feel like it's doing some interesting things where it's trying to give him his own thing 
and I kind of like that element of it. It maybe needs something else to kind of set it apart in terms of oh, plot. This is the thing. All the you, you just tell me the ideas of what this book is. I'm going. Yeah, I like the sound of all that. You know, the, like, him being insecure, him finding his identity in the day. Yeah. You know, his, his relationships with with Batman and with you know the the public. Guess his, his own, own base. Yeah, yeah. The hatch. I, I like all these. I just don't think it's very well written, and it's a slog mm. to get through. And I'm gonna go and I don't want to read any more of this because it was a it was kind of a chore. No, it was worthy. I I agreed. There was just too much narration, uh, mm-hmm. which. I think it can work with certain writers. Like I know you don't like Bendis, Cutter, but it's one of the things I think Bendis does really well, yeah. where you can have this like streamlined thought process. But there is a lot of it, but it's so good the entire time that you're never, never really caring. Uh, whereas here, it's like no, nah, because there's just too many panels on this page, or too many word boxes on this page. Can we please like, dial this down a little bit? Um, I did like what the plot was, though. I actually kind of like this whole oh, there's something in the the water or something like that in the uh, the refugee center for the kids, and. Like, okay. you know what, this is going to sound really bad. I knew because I like you, you say that I like the ideas, I like the plot in mm. general. I don't like reading it. I kind of just want to wait till it's done and read the wiki page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I know that sounds really bad. I want to know what happens. I want, I want to, I want to see it. I want to. Okay, what was the story in the end? Here's, here's I don't the want to get through the story. Any comment? Good. I was just saying, I like that they're trying to develop this new character instead of just. Sticking him in the pages, they're giving him a three-issue mini. And I like that. I just wish, like, I wish I cared about how they're handling the metagene. You know, like, mm. I don't no, know. Here's the thing. I actually think they're handling him better in this than they have in a while. Because I actually feel like here I'm getting to know him a little bit. It's definitely the most I've liked him ever. Right? I I, I can mm-hmm. say that for sure. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to reading the next two issues. Oddly, the, the weird thing for me is that I actually kind of... I almost feel less inclined to, though, because it is just a three-issue thing. I feel like if this was them starting something where they were committing to him and saying, no, no, we're going to really build him and really build like a, an overall thing. Mm-hmm. Because my question right now is, look, I mean, maybe this is like testing the waters. Maybe there is a plan. To, like, if this does well, maybe they will want to give him an ongoing or something. But right now, I feel like, okay, but what, what about after these three issues? Like, is he going to die at the end of Metal and that's why they're not planning anything else? Or it's funny because the fact that it's only three issues is the only thing that made me consider reading more i went well it's only three issues maybe i could get through that and i'm going okay maybe i could get through that and then see what it does in the future which maybe tells you because this is the thing if this issue was really amazing it wouldn't matter either way we just want to read more because it was amazing right. whereas yeah. we're yeah. saying oh we like some of it some of it's kind of hard to read though so i'm saying oh if they were committing to a long run i'd be like inclined to say i want to see where this goes but because it's only three issues i'm thinking oh it's going to be done in an or two so the plot itself that they're doing isn't going to amount to that much really in that time i don't think yeah. um and then i'm like okay so where's where's duke now is is this just going to be wrapped up in three issues where he's no longer going to be this this the signal anymore um you know because i like some I, of that I, honestly I, I, if i had a prediction it would, it would be more likely to me that it sets him up as the signal at the end that he can pop into other books uh, but you know and he's he's just established by the end of this mini yeah no and that makes sense uh, i just that's not as exciting i guess uh, yeah. I did like some of the humour though. I liked him being like uh, at the end, like, the very last page. He's like, "Well, the signal lasted six hours. That that's that done then." No, 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 no. Because this was the best bit of dialogue in in the in the issue. Yeah, so the signal lasted six issues. It's time to go dark. I liked that. And six, it was like, six, okay. six hours, not issues, Connor. You, <laughs> that's no, too many. Fine. Yeah. I, I, read, I was looking down. I did the math though, Connor. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. You knew, you knew, but it, it was that was the best part of the book. 
which is <laughs> and I'm not I'm not being just saying oh because it's over weirdly you know, it's not one of those oh the last page is the best because it's ended that was the best dialogue it had but it wasn't enough to make me want to come back which is unfortunate it's funny because if you two aren't reading it then I don't feel the need to read it because we're not going to be talking about it um, I mean you can talk about it and tell me yeah. about it and then I don't have to read the wiki pages myself <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll see how I feel when the second issue comes out. We'll see. Because we've got all these New Age books starting, so we'll, we'll have more issues when the next one hits. So I'll see how I feel at the time. Um, Wikipedia page. I did like parts of this, though. I like kind of what it's trying to do. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still just groaning over Matt there. Yeah. That bad pun. It was great, though. So, it was a great bad pun. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be as harsh on it. I think it's actually got some merit. It's just a bit of a slog to read because of the the overlay, just the the overwording. That's just what it is. It's 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 it's, it's roughly script scripted, but I like the ideas. And I've never heard of the writer before, so maybe <laughs> like maybe that's partly why. Yeah. But hey, uh, so that, that's that's the thing. Uh, so that'll take us on note to Batman White Knight number four, our last book of the week. Uh, Sean and, Murphy, uh, of course. More more Duke. There is more Duke in this. More Duke. Um, but I like this Duke. He's succinct and. Different. I don't know if I do. This issue, I'm a bit murkier on than the previous three. The, the, oh man, I loved it. The se- oh, I'm, I'm I'm down. The series might yeah. be losing me just a touch with uh, right, this get out issue. Of here. I'm sorry. Be the nerd. Um, I'm just I'm having a hard time understanding what the the point is now that we're getting further along the story. Like what what the what what Murphy's trying to say with, with what he's doing. Well, he's saying that there's a route that Batman can still operate in Gotham and still, you know, be beholden to the people. And and I, I liked what he's saying there. Well, no, that's what the Joker's saying. But what's Murphy saying by doing that? No, no, I, I think he's that's kind what, of the same. He's, he's, yeah. he kind of is the the Joker at this point. He's the saying, Joker. No, no, there's got to be limits. There's got to be ways to rein in the power. Because even, you know, even Gordon's agreeing with him. Like, yeah, he it's, tells it's Batman like, enough. Yeah. It's, it's the idea of we like this idea of this unrestricted oh, heroes, I, but there's got to be a, a limit. There's got to be. I a think line my problem in this back. issue, though, is that because we're further into this, is that more and more I'm starting to feel like he's having to force who the characters like are compared to normal to make this work. Uh, mainly the Joker. Like I feel like this Joker couldn't have been anywhere nearly as bad as what we can, you know, typically consider the Joker to be, because. He's running for goddamn office, and he's he's got people behind him, and well, it's. We see, yeah, but but we see that through the second Harley's origin, right? Like, so that was cool. Here is that he gives her that second the the second Harley or Neo Joker, this this origin and a name. Although I can't recall the name off the top of my head, uh, but she was a bank teller at a bank that he happened to be robbing, and she was going to commit suicide. That oh, was Harley. Uh, he kept calling her Harley. Yeah, 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 but no, she she actually was given a name. It's not Harleen Quinzel, you know what I mean? Like, he started calling her Harley and turned her into the new Harley. Oh, you, you, know? you meant Murphy but... gave her a name? Yeah, yeah, All right, okay, Murphy I meant Joker gave, this... gave her a name. Like, no, he called her Harley, that was, no, that was the no, point. No, 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 Murphy, you know. And so she just went along with him, you know, as a hostage to save the rest of the people in the bank, and she kept expecting the worst, but Joker actually took care of her. And that's what made her fall in love with him. It wasn't like this twisted. I like that because I hate the idea that that Suicide Squad perpetuated like 
sometimes you just have to be crazy to fall in love. It's like, no, Joker in that is so abusive uh, and so nasty. No, yeah, I realize she, she acknowledges that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably just Stockholm Syndrome, but I kind of yeah. don't care. Like, I'm past that. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't do the worst to me. He he. The first time he touched me was to bandage up my cuts. And so, I, I think that's I'll, maybe my my issue with the Joker in this issue, though, is that yeah. just feels not like the Joker to me. <sighs> I, I don't know. I can't I, see the Joker having this sweet moment where he bandages up her cuts. Yeah, but we <laughs> didn't see like we we don't see like if the Killing Joke had happened because if the Killing Joke had happened in this. There's no way Gordon's even contemplating working with him. There's no way that that Babs is getting close to him. You know what I mean? Uh, I think, you, yeah, you, you just have to accept it's a, a different version of the Joker, and maybe yeah. it was slightly watered down in that sense, but that, yeah. that's not a it's problem to me. Let's say it's like Earth 5. Whatever, I don't know. I, just, like... I wasn't feeling it in this one as much. You know, when we're doing the rally and Duke's like talking to, to the people of the... Was it, was it uh, Backton? Backtown? Backport? Backport? There you go. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he's like, oh, Jack Napier believes in us, and Jack Napier, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, sure, he's got a rap sheet, but so, so do I, and it's just, it, I don't know, so I just... you, everyone, everyone in Backport has a rap sheet, you know? And I'm like, like, are you really comparing yourself to the goddamn Joker? I'm pretty sure what's on your rap sheet is nothing compared to what's on his. I, I think the point <laughs> here is, if the worst of us can reform and, you know, and yep. get to, you know, run for public office and, you know, and, and potentially win and be on that stage, any and of us can do anything. Came... That's... He didn't come with force. He came to build a library. It just feels too like, quick to me, though. I, I mean, if, that, if, that's the, if that's the thing we're selling here. I mean, yeah. that's kind of, in a nutshell, the American dream, right? The idea that you know yeah. anyone can be president. That's kind of what this is. It's well, like, well, don't get me wrong. Been proven. Thank you, 2016. <laughs> well, he, well, here's the thing, though. That, that's actually the, the one thing I can kind of take from this, is the idea that Napier's manipulating everyone into like promoting him like this and being this public figure and... Uh, you know, winding things his way, and to me, he's corrupting every, all these people in this town. He's yeah. he, he's actually well, he's manipulating them into thinking he's for them, and he's really not. For me, that if I'm going to take anything from this that, that has worth, Batman. if I'm going to take anything this that has day. worth, it's going to be that it's criticizing that any buffoon can do this, and you know, it, yeah. it's almost a it's almost a cynical sort of a bait back at the public for not really thinking about this. Oh no, I think I think you're right. It is that in in many ways it is you know like like to the public here at the start to them it's you know oh no if he can do it anyone can, and so right. it's this this thing to to strive for. It's an ideal, whereas you know like to him he has his own agenda. Of course, feeling what Gordon does because Gordon's like I, uh, okay we can't keep button Batman and just do whatever the hell he wants. But are we really gonna saddle up with the Joker? I don't know what to do, and he's so conflicted, and I feel that that's. That's like the average person. Like, if this is a whole satire, and that's mm. the point of this, is he's the, as Gordon's the actual logical person. He's not being swayed just off of emotion, and you know. So the fact that they're at the end, that Joker has some good ideas. Like, he's gonna refunnel the the Gotham Fund uh, or the Batman Destruction Fund back into the police force. Which is that really such a good idea? And not like putting it into the city itself. Now he's just creating another state, you know, another like police mm -hmm. state. Yeah. So, you know, but Gordon's with him on that. Cause it affects Gordon, you know, now Gordon doesn't have to have that. And we've already seen one of Joker's plans blow up on him with Clayface when Neo Joker and Mad Hatter got to him, you know, and they turned all the villains 
and set them on Gotham. So, and I, I feel like that's what's going to be what brings Batman in. Is Batman gets locked in Arkham because he's not going along with this. But then when Joker realizes he can't defeat the villains bec- with his way, he's going to need Batman's help. And that's what the first uh, yeah. scene and then yeah, he'll have to like, go back to doing his own thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We'll go back to that. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. And the stuff with Harley and the Joker, like original Harley. Oh, that I, montage of, of their night out is incredible. Yep. Yep. And I yeah. like that they kind of gave him the freedom to the, the next page, their pillow talk stuff. Do you know what? I, I had to laugh at that top panel yeah. you know, where you know, they're lying there. Because Murphy posted the um, the pencils for that on Twitter like, like ages ago, like it was before the last issue came out. Okay. And uh, it, it's like you know it's completely uncensored, and he was like, "Shit, DC told me I have to censor this. Got to find a creative way to do it." Okay. Uh, so and, and then looking at it, he's just stuck the word bubble over over it. Gotcha. <laughs> I was like, but ah, I kind of okay, like how they gave, the, gave him the freedom in there to kind of just tell the story because it doesn't feel gratuitous, like at all. You know, it feels like yeah. a nice tender moment, and they're both vulnerable to each other. Oh, absolutely! You know? It's a really nice moment. Yeah, I, I think it's stuff like this is why the series is working because Napier feels like a real person, even though yeah, yeah, he has his own agenda, and yeah, he's still maybe he's still shady and stuff, and you know, doing doing his own thing, but he feels genuine in moments like this where it counts. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, um... the art's fantastic. Again, mm-hmm. they are the best part of the book. I think it always has been. Without but, saying, uh, uh, I think I expect that from anything from Murphy, though, in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still want to read Punk Rock Jesus just based off a the title and b the cover because just the art inside has to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, one day I'm Matt will read it. Trying to find the new Harley's name. It's Marion Drews. Thank you. I found yeah. it while, so, while, while we were looking for it, but then I didn't have a good time to bring it up. There you go. But yeah, so I, I like all that stuff and them, you know, the villains descending on the on the police station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the final reveal, of course, is that uh, the Waynes were maybe into some shady stuff uh, in the past. With, with, with Project Nazis. Paperclip. Yeah, um, I mean that, but that that's America, though. Like yeah. here we go again. With, right, with, like, with uh, Baron von Fries, of course, connected to... Oh, such a great I, name. I love it. Connected to... Right? Now, I like that yeah. stuff. I, I, I like when he's playing with this stuff a little bit more. I think the, the deeper it goes into messing with the, the Joker's character, it starts to feel a bit more off to me. But it's... I don't know. I just wasn't into this one as much as some of the previous ones. It didn't have the, the big ones. I, I think when you focus on Jack Napier and Harley as a almost regular couple on a date, and I know you said you loved that, that montage, for me, I'm just like, okay... This is weird, and but it's supposed to be weird in that sense. You're supposed to go, what, what, what is going on? Is this still the Joker? Is you know, is this genuine and reformed, or you know, what, what's actually happening? So it is weird in that sense. I might like it more when I've read the whole thing, uh, but for me, this was easily the weakest issue of the, the series so far. Uh, I'm not super into him running for office per se. I mean, I know that's going to always be part of the story, but I, I just, I don't know, the, the actual scene of him like talking to the crowd and. I also. Yeah, I thought that was a little on the nose, a little heavy-handed, but maybe that's the point because he's not Percy where Percy kind of rues in being heavy-handed. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that whole speech from Duke where he's like, we don't need a white knight to come to backport. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the title, man. So yeah, I feel like yeah. that's very tongue-in-cheek and Duke knowing what to say to rile up the crowd. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Oh, no, I, I really enjoy it. I, I keep, you know, it's it's a deconstruction of Batman, which we all know that I really enjoy, uh, especially when right now there's so many different stuff where Batman's this flawed hero, whether it's Detective and his his problems with the first victim and Stephanie or what King's doing or here in White Knight. Like, there's almost too much of it, but me being me and has dealt with because Batman for too many goddamn years... I'm going to eat it all out. And, uh, I, I think it's funny, given you know, this, and I mentioned it in, in Green Lanterns and Justice League, I just love the politicizing of superhero comics. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I love oh, it. Yeah. I, I love the idea that it's it's triggering the wrong people that are going to get all pissy about things. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, well, okay, there's there's other books to read, guys. But if you're oh, not I, insecure I, about your own political beliefs... I think those two other books did it better than this issue did. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those have a little bit easier of a hand, though, too. I, I, I think this, this did it better than Greenlands did. Because Greenlands just had the one discussion, whereas this is the premise of the whole book, really, at this point. Well, no, because no, because he's done that throughout the the Angaran arc. Yeah. And it's more seeped naturally into the plot. Because it is... Inc- where, where yeah. is this? Because to make this whole thing work, it has to be this out-of-continuity thing where everything's a little bit... Like we say, he, he, he's altered the characters yeah. to fit the, the message it's, that he's trying to do with it yeah he said that from the beginning this was going to be a political satire of what's going on told through the lens of batman you know that's that's how it was sold to me anyways yeah and it's delivering on what it promised and and i love it and the fact i get to look at you know murphy art every month like yeah well that is that is never a bad thing no never Mm. god makes me want to reread the week oh yes yeah Mm. Uh, but there you go. That that is uh, that is the Batman White Knight number four. That is the last issue of the week, which means we're on to picking our favourite stuff. Uh, so as always, we work our way through. We do best panel slash moment. We do best cover. We do best artist, and then we pick our top five books of the week. So best panel slash moment, Connor. This is uh, actually the first time in uh, months where, as I've been reading a book, I've gone, "That's my panel," and. <laughs> It, it's so rare that it happens, but it's just such a cool image. It's uh, it's from Nightwing. It's Dick Grayson jumping through the stained glass window of the church. I yeah, love that cool. image. It was just ah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, Matt? So I have I have three different ones, and I, I have a hard time picking this time. Because like Connor said, as I was going, I thought I had one. But then as we go. So my first one was it's the continuity wonk in me. I really mm-hmm. wanted to pick the final of... Superman, but that that's two on point, so I'm I'm throwing that one out. And then oh, we got to Green Arrow, and I didn't realize how much the Emiko page hit me. But then you guys are like, "Ah, oh, she's probably not actually dead. Like this is just a story <laughs> plot." So then that one throws out. So that just leaves me with White Knight, the Joker and Harley's night out. But not just that; it's that solo image of them on the side of it, like in that pose. And yeah, I know Murphy's done that pose. pose. Yeah, in yeah. other books, like it's been in American Vampire, he's a fan of that pose, and it's quintessential Murphy, and just in the context, that's my panel moment of the week. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to, I'm going to Nightwing as well, I'm going with the last page though, uh, the last two panels, which are the judge in front of the Justice Tree, uh, I particularly yeah. like the, the, just the, the, the city lights speeding around them, as if the world's moving it's, around them. It's, it's the world spinning. Yeah. And he's yeah. just there in the middle of the tree. I also think like there might have been more in that tiki drink, and he's just tripping balls. <laughs> that, that's 
it's entirely, like, t- it's entirely the, possible. I, I can't, I can't dispute that. Definitely that. ayahuasca in there, and he's having a moment. <laughs> uh, so that'll be best, best cover then next. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Oh, Green Arrow, easy. Yeah, this, <laughs> no, I'm, have, I'm, not, I'm jumping in. This is the easiest it, one in ages. It, it, you're gonna have Black Canary carrying him out of the water. It's like reverse James Bond stuff. Like, it just the colors in the, the image dead center. Like I saw it at the comic shop and was like, "That's it. This is uh, that's the I image that, that pops this week." I was just sure. looking. Yep. At, I was just double checking all the other ones just in case I disagreed. But no, Green Arrow ones. Yeah, I can't. I can't fault. Okay, I can't yeah. fault the choice. Uh, so best art of the week then. I suppose I need to go first for that. Um, see the obvious answer is Sean Murphy, but I'm actually going with Chang from Nightwing. I feel like yeah, Murphy's was... Murphy's great, obviously. But we've had that for months and months now because uh, it's been you know obviously one issue yeah. a month. Uh, Chang in the last two issues of Nightwing has been really great. Uh, really unique style. It's really fit the story it's telling. And I think this this issue had a lot of big moments. That that church moment, the ending, uh, the the suicide moment, the, the the falling through the sky at the start when he's been shot. All that stuff. All yeah. of it fantastic. The decide bright, bright neon lights. Love it all. So I'm going with Nightwing. Connor. Yeah, the, the, those two that you mentioned are the obvious ones, uh, and then the uh, Green Arrow as well as the the third contender in in my list. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I'm gonna have to give it to to Ferrer for for Green Arrow. I think it's just it, it just hits me. But well then, if you guys aren't gonna do it, then I'm gonna give it to Murphy for White Knight. I, I it was close. Yeah, but but also. I mean, I also enjoyed uh, the Justice League art just for, you know, it's so blocky and so comic. Like, and the way you're talking about how the different panels take up different amounts of space. Yeah, yeah. the, the and, layouts, you know, I think, are actually the most impressive part yeah. of the Justice League. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're inventive. So, yeah. I enjoyed that too, but it's it's Murphy. Like, I, it, it's a lot like Manipul that way. If I can vote for them, yeah. that's what I'm voting for. But... Yeah, okay. Uh, Connor, top five books of the week. Top five. This is interesting because yeah. I'm actually putting at number one, Justice League. What? Is, yeah, I really enjoyed this issue. I'm like, no, this is. Yeah, I, I know. Last issue, yeah, Matt, you said, oh, this is the one that got you, and 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 for me, that's this one where I'm like, no, no, okay. this is this could be great. Uh, so that's at number one. That's number two is Nightwing. Uh, three uh matt i think your, your mic's going again uh three is white knight four is batman five screen arrow okay matt all right so my number one is white knight my number two is nightwing number three is green arrow four is batman and five is superman because i'm a dirty biased person and have to okay uh, uh, you had to finally get it on there because it's been months my no, no, just that. the continuity stuff too come on connor mm. can't i can't not my number one is nightwing my number two is justice league my number three is batman my number four is green arrow and my number five a bit closer but uh i'll say green lanterns for number five yeah Week two, so it can be my favorite week of comics. Yeah, week two, right? Week two. one? This is week one. one or t- okay. Feels like week two. Wait, wait, wait. But... wait. When, when did week one get so stacked? 
Yeah. It must be stacked for a while. Week two is I actually know, but quite I, I, I It feels like, like a week notice. two, though, right? Yeah, I thought it was a week two as well. No, okay. week one. Not just me. No, next, next week. Uh, oh, damn it. This is a good week. week well, if this is how we're starting off the year, then <laughs> like Kite Man, hell yeah, because this was a solid week. Like, I feel like I wanted to put Justice League in my top, but it just just missed it. We all, we all picked you. a different thing, actually, because I went Nightwing, yeah. you went Justice League, and you went White Knight. Um, so I'll tell you what's coming next week. That's that's the thing. Yeah, uh, let's so, do that. So next week coming ne- metal number five was supposed to be there, but as we said at the top of the show, that has been pushed to week five of the month. Um, so hey ho. But what is coming next week is Action Comics nine nine five, Detective Comics nine seven two, Wonder Woman number thirty eight, The Flash number thirty eight, uh, Supergirl number seventeen, New Superman number nineteen, Mister Miracle number six. Uh, also next week uh, I will be talking about it I'm going to uh, read the last few issues because the, the final issue Superwoman number 18 is out next week mm-hmm. so I'll talk about about that um, also out next week but we will not be covering our Titans number 19 Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number 18 Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 36 Just League of America number 22 Ragman number 4 Suicide Squad number 33 Red Hood and Outlaws number 18 although I feel like uh, Connor might be doing his Connor Corner next week and doing his next issue of Red Hood which I think is about issue 14 I want to say Oh god, they're adding the creeper. Uh, on top of that, uh, also next week, the first issue of the sequel to the Raven miniseries from last year uh, <laughs> is out next week, called Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number one. Uh, I don't think yeah, Eva's I, what I, 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 I don't, I don't have that. No, it's nope. not. Is it moved? Okay, it was originally no, next week then, but it's just moved. Should... Check before you do this. I checked Metal, because that, that was an important one. It's way more fun to correct him, Connor, so no, don't check. Ah, shut up. Yeah, but I want to give him extra work to do. Hey, Ginger Minge. Uh, there you go. I knew you like that, Matt. I don't know what that means, but I like the rhyme. Um, so that is, uh, <laughs> that is what's coming we'll, next. We'll tell you after, Matt. Um, okay, so there you go. That, that is uh, that's this week's show. That's episode 85 of Comics from the Multiverse. Um, actually, I want to say, wasn't there supposed to be a, a New Age book next week? I don't think so. Because they all moved, so I'm, maybe I'm just doubting myself. Yeah. Maybe it's to be careful after the yeah. start. I, I, I'm just loading these. I just want to say, because it's not going to be in the running next week, mm-hmm. that if we did cover it, uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps would would, would win my cover, because it is a, a gorgeous Manipal cover. Sure. And I'm not going to remember this next week, so I'm going to say it now. Well, yeah, and it's got all four of the lanterns on it, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, damn, I'm to buy that. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Sorry, man. Okay. Well, I guess I guess that wraps up the show. Uh, so, obviously, let us know what you think of this week's books and the comments and stuff. Uh, if you want to get us on the Twitters, at DC Comics Podcast. Of course, you can get Matt on Twitter. At Matt of Steel 57. Yeah, Connor on Twitter. Uh, um, at Connor 94. And I blanked for a second. I was like, wait, do we do this at the end of the show? We haven't been, that's why we do, we do now. In. Yeah, I, I was really confused. That's cool. How does this throw you? you? You know your Twitter. I, 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 but I had to think it because I wasn't prepared, so I had to think, what is my Twitter? It's it's your name and the year you were born. Yeah, it's but I still had to think about it. Oh. And you can get me at Twitter, <laughs> at Wibble89, so you can do that. Uh, you also, uh, of course, go to patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the show and support everything we do here. Um, so you get that. Uh, there's a monthly episode coming this month will be Batman Earth 1 Volume 1 me and Connor are going to be doing that at some point during the month Great story. Um, so yeah so go out, go over and check out there uh, but otherwise that is us so 
thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it mm. like subscribe give us a good rating on itunes or your podcast app of choice whatever whatever you get us on yeah um, but yeah so yeah that's 85 we'll be back next week uh with more more comics and stuff and also remember just in case you missed it uh, the annual episode went out midweek uh you know between between this and the last episode there was an annual episode which was the 2017 kind of award show that we did uh, so there's a bonus episode in case you missed it you may not have been checking for it because it's obviously it's an extra one but uh check that out too so that is us so uh so from matt from connor and for myself thank you very much we'll see you next time keep reading comics and always remember to never get lost and the speed force. Connor Kent's back.